What can monogamists learn from polyamorous? How does the dynamic in a polyamorous relationship actually work? And how do they handle what seems like inevitable jealousy? So here's the deal. Actually, I think it's easier. I'm of the belief that it's easier to make it work with three than with with just two. And the reason for that is because... My name is Jared Herzog, and welcome to Someone You Should Know. humans we are back howdy do it's been a long time months actually we apologize again for that short sabbatical we have other things going on not that this podcast isn't sincerely important in fact i've committed to 100 episodes at least for this podcast now how long will that take me maybe till i'm 95 maybe 95 minutes from now no that's that's impossible but you know what i'm saying I've committed to a quantity. I don't know if I'll be able to release them on a schedule because we take so much time being nitpicky about who we want. Um, And I also have this terrible habit of doing a ton of research before I contact who I want to talk to um, and make a whole report. And then it turns out they can't come on the show for some reason. Uh, But anyway, long story short, uh, Everything here is handpicked, and today is no different. It is a very, very, very special episode. I think my favorite thus far. It's a long one. Uh, I think we got to about three hours. Guys, uh, today we talked with a polyamorous couple. It was amazing. They are in a polyamorous relationship, meaning there's two girls and one guy in a committed, closed relationship. I wanted to know how all of that works. Uh, and so I asked every question I could think of, and they actually ended up being answering all those questions before I even asked them. And they were very, very open about uh, about how it all works. So it was an amazing, an amazing show. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Please leave us a review, rate, review, and subscribe. That would be amazing. Also, email me with any corrections or any uh, suggestions. Like if you know somebody, right now I'm on the hunt for a Scientologist. Um, and I've also got a few other people in the bank, so we're super stoked. Anyway, guys, without further ado, I'll quit flapping my gums. Thank you for tuning in. Please welcome my next two guests, Reverend and Sushi, two out of three people in a polyamorous relationship. Well, you about to get learned. About to get learned. <laughs> Today, boy. <laughs> so I have I have some really neat guests. So I always record the intro afterwards. So I'll interview you guys. Um, so I have some really neat guests today. I have a Mr. Rev R E V, like you rev your engine. Is that what it's short for, or is it short for Reverend? So the story on that is actually kind of yeah, it's short for Reverend. Um, it was an old um, it was an old Xbox handle for when I I I used to be like. A COD Pro, LOL. Yeah, yeah. And um, and now I am not no longer <laughs> no longer. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a really old name, Rev. Yeah, I like it. I wouldn't fight a guy named Rev. I don't think. Well, the 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 great irony is that I was raised in the church. Yeah, 
And my parents and my grandparents always told me that I was going to be some sort of minister, right? And I never really, I was, I was always like, no, no, that'll never happen. No, that's stupid. Now you're the opposite. And now I'm, I'm doing all the things with the people. But not religiously. Not, <laughs> not my Lord. I, <laughs> you know, it's funny is speaking of religion, not to dive in really fast, but one of the things that I found as a like criticism or not a criticism, but just some like side swipe comment was that polyamory is like a religion in that you, some polyamorous think that they are somehow like they have the knowledge and they're teaching the rest of the world. So yes and no. Okay. So I've, I'm what you might call a legacy poly person in that I, so when I was a kid, I, all I saw around me was various levels of non-monogamy, some ethical, some not so ethical. And so I would, well, it just in just as there would be in regular relationships. Sure, sure, sure. But like this was at every level. So like when I was, when I was, so my entire life, my, you know, my mom and my grandma would talk about how my grandpa was, you know, a lecherous old ass or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and then my, my mom, my, basically my entire life had a, um, had a boyfriend. Um, and the boyfriend knew about the husband and the husband sort of knew about the boyfriend, but it was just never really discussed or talked about. Um, and then when I went to Mexico, cause I'm Mexican, I talked to, so I went and saw my dad. I would go there, um, in the, in the summers, like when I was off school and one day my uncle, my, my dad's brother, and every time I would ever see my dad, he was with a different woman. Um, so there was no stability in that, you know, right. I, it was never like, oh, this is dad's wife. It was always like, oh, this is the, the girlfriend or the flavor of the week or whatever. And then I met my uncle and his menagerie of women. And it it kind of blew my mind. Um, he had five homes with five wives. Or not wives. They weren't married. But they were like, well, one of them was his wife. And then he had four other women of various ages with children. His all of his children. Your and, dad. No, my my it was my the uncle, uncle, my brother, my dad's older brother, had five, like he he operated five homes. Yeah, family at the same time, part of five different households. Yes, yeah. and the thing is, they all knew about each other. It wasn't some secret. And his old yeah, and That's his cool. oldest son. Yeah. His oldest son was like the, um, almost like the consigliere. If you ever saw the, uh, the 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 Godfather, yeah, he was just the one that took care of things. If his brothers and sisters needed anything, if the women of his father needed anything, it was just taken care of. Wow! And so they they wanted for nothing, like. So this was just normal in your family. It was you guys all and, knew and about didn't, it. Didn't it affect him and his relationship with his uh, with the uncle um, that he had to rise to that role? I think I remember so, you telling me that. So no, um, what it affected was his kids. So what sure. ended up happening was, so like, 
some kids were legitimate, some kids were illegitimate, and I'm using the term very loosely here. But they were, you know, in in Mexico, it's very, like, names are important, right? So... You mean, like, reputation? No, like, your, your biological name, name is your is your is your currency so like if you you if you are the son of you know james johnson well now you have to carry the johnson name and that has you know consequence and providence and whatnot sure and so the children that were born outside of a marriage proper always had a much harder time getting respect and acknowledgement and recognition, not only from like the people in the town, but also from within the family. So it was actually part of like my story is that my, when I, when I met my grandmother, my father's uh, mother for the first time, I said, Hey, how's it going? I'm, you know, so-and-so's son. And I was an adult, Oh, not an adult. I was like 16, 15 around at that time. I I wasn't an adult, but I was, I had cognizance to be able to, uh, you know, advocate for myself. You're like a human now. Yeah. To, 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 to advocate for myself and say, Hey, grandmother. So were you interested in like just family? Yeah. I just wanted to connect with the family. I see. And this blew my mind, right? It was just like, so this is how you learned about this. Well, I didn't, it was never, the term poly was never in my lexicon. Sure. Right. It was just behavior. Like it was visible behavior around me. I saw it. How was it treated though in the family? Was it treated so, as like... So it was a little bit... So among, themsev- uh, among themselves, there wasn't really much shame. But from the outside, it's always... it's and Because it, be- of the legacy. Right. Because of the, the legacy issue. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Okay. Interesting. And I think a part of it goes back to like some things that you talk about between like ethical no- uh, non-monogamy and not ethical non-monogamy i remember you talking to me about that and how that you know compares with things in your family versus like how other people do different poly things so in this instance you would say it's non-ethical yeah it's 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 non-ethical uh non-monogamy um which i think is most of what you find you know what i mean that's really i mean that's cheating sure sure traditionally speaking like not not explaining all of the situations not giving everyone context not having everyone understand in a way that they can consent to explicitly with what's going on sure that's not ethical non-monogamy it's not ethical period sure i mean exactly but but certainly in in, in terms of non-monogamy people need to be able to consent to all of the you know aspects of what's happening or at least discuss it it needs to be out in the open um Right. And that fluctuates person to person, right? So like Sure. How did he think about it though? The actual your uncle was he uncle. did he justify it in some way? Was he just did I he mean, feel like so, he was breaking rules? Or? So I hail from a from a a, a, a proud uh, bunch of fucking macho assholes. Word. You know? <laughs> and so um they you know, I mean, take into consideration that my grandfather died at the a the ripe old age of 55 or 60 with his 28 year old mistress in this fucking brand new chevy avalanche how does that why are what what how does how do dudes do that um well he had money. a lot of money a lot of power a lot, a lot of influence capital. so there you go and That's so yeah he had a lot of social capital so i'm screwed when i'm 50 is what you're <laughs> sure yeah. yeah just so, don't die in a room alone basically yeah don't 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 david carradine yourself you know what <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm saying <laughs> like 
<laughs> I mean, some people are into it, but yeah. it's it leaves a lot of cleanup for some poor schmuck. That's oh my like, god! Oh, oh, so he was Real masturbating. <laughs> I bet that's happened too. I bet these like firefighters and people have like the oh no every day. Stories, I'm it's sure. Fucking, I could like not, in New York City or something. I could never. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting blog to read. That would mm-hmm. something or a good like that. talk. Yeah, someone who who deals with that. I should be, be a firefighter thing. and just like, what's the craziest things you've ever seen? Yeah, or well, thing or things that people don't believe that you do at your job. Or that's just a things good one. Like that. Yeah, well, I like that. So, the, so it's funny that you say that. So, um, we've been, you know, in the like the king community for a very long time, and well, let's start. Let's start at the top. I don't want to cut you off. But oh, no. I want to sure. So let's be yeah. thorough. No, I was gonna say, but like people always ask, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen? It's like, well, and there's, we've, we've seen a, some shit. Ev- like, literally <laughs> every day is just a new pile You're of like, shit. Nothing's crazy anymore. Nothing's crazy We're anymore. the craziest shit we've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, if I told you the weirdest thing I saw, now I just kind of laugh at in it. In the last week, right? Um, <laughs> That's kind of like when they, that, it's like soldiers will talk about that, like when they see dead bodies that just doesn't even register. Well, I mean, I've yeah. literally seen, seen so someone get stuff. waterboarded and she was laughing and everything and I'm like, okay, that's cool and I walked away. <laughs> Traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. I think that's neat. Yeah. Um, so just to, just to bring, be, it, bring it back, bring it back. So with this, so polyamory is different than polygamy, obviously, yes. because polygamy is religious based. It's about plural marriage. Polyamory is a lot different. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not in total concept, but there's a lot of facets. There's, and there's a lot definitely of not definitions. An patriarchy or matriarchy. In, right. In, there's no rules that. really. Right. No. Yeah. So, in in the time that so so what is polyamory if you had to give me a textbook um polyamory at its core is a gangbang of a word um <laughs> pun intended yeah, yeah. a gangbang of a word um where you have latin and greek words being mushed together in a in in a way that they shouldn't be so poly meaning many yeah amory and amory meaning, meaning love um and you have uh the idea, really, at its core, is the capacity to care about or love more than one person concurrently. That's it. Deeply. So, if I love two people that I'm dating, yes. the the theory The theory is that it's usually right. Um, if you're familiar with like the Greek words for love, it's usually eros and some philia, depending on how you navigate it. Um, because po- polyamory originally, and I'm going to take some, some of Max's, uh, uh, definitions is a, 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 a word or a term that was used primarily to describe people that were asexual. Asexual? It was, it was, it was a space for asexual people to also feel valid in the styles of relationships that they had. Whoa. So That's think, interesting. yeah, think for a second of... Let's say you're an asexual person. Okay. Right? And you love X person. Okay. And you love them deeply, but you have zero desire to engage in sexual congress with them. But is that not just a friendship? No. So this Absolutely. is romantic well, it feelings, doesn't, it just doesn't, not necessarily yeah, intimate. It doesn't necessarily have to be a friendship. Like you could have feelings that are deeper than that. Because I have friends, you know, at work. I see them. I say Hi. But I also have, you know, a very close friend at work that I, you know, I deeply care about. I want to check in on them. I want them to be cared for. I want, uh, you know, a lot, a much deeper connection. And I feel like there needs to be a way to to, ex- 
explain that deeper than platonically. Mm -hmm. It may be romantic. It may be uh, semi-romantic, I suppose. But there's definitely a difference. And so you can love someone as a, as more than a friend and not want to have a physical attraction to them. Well, and, and, and well, beyond that, so we have we have a friend who is incredibly asexual. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a partner who is not asexual. Mm-hmm. As I, some normal spectrum of, or more traditional spectrum of sexuality, right? Um, but their relationship is very romantic. They live together. They sleep together every night. They are, if you were to see them in a sexual space sharing energy it's very like erogenous and very like you know filled with intensity but penetrative activity is not happening but how is it romance without intimacy well intimacy is not sex and that, that's so there thing. is intimacy it's just not sex yeah i mean okay. okay so let's let's put let's put you in that in in that space so okay I would call if, that the friend zone. No, 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 no. <laughs> just let's, let's say, I'm no, so, yeah, for sure. Some people might confuse that. Yeah. Sure. Right. So let's put you. Let's put you. So usually, most people per- perceive it from the perspective of I, I am giving a person something, and they are not choosing to reciprocate that thing, right? But let's say hypothetically, okay. you have a partner. Uh, like, what's your orientation? Straight. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So let's presume you have an attractive uh, young lady who um, you have. For your own reasons, a, de- a personal desire to 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 just not have sex with anybody right now, okay? In that, can that- imagine such a fantasy. <laughs> right. Yeah, in it that, exists. but in that moment, you know, you've gone through personal stuff, whatever. Yeah, okay. and then and then subsequently, but this 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 girl uh, chooses to um, maybe give you like tactile affection, rub you, hug you, massages, uh, you know, massages, you know, all the like sensual activity. Okay, right. And then it and then it continues, right? And it's it's consensual on both sides, and right. it's reciprocal. But it never escalates, and then that just becomes part of how your relationship is. Someone's asexual to me, and please correct me because I'm a dummy. Sure, <laughs> and I will. I'm just going to say it how I think, so you can correct me. Okay. Yeah. That's so, fair. so to me, asexuality either means they might have, they might be asexual because they might have. Maybe something wrong where it's something like that would be painful, for instance. Two, there's a philosophy there, like maybe they've had trauma sure. beforehand. Right. Or three. So that's why I'm wondering, like, how can there be if that's either that's the case, then how can there be like Okay, so I'll give touching, you an, I'll give not, you an example of a person who's in my life. Okay. She is my slave. Mm-hmm. And she is effectively asexual. Okay, so you're you're gonna have to unpack that. So what is it? She's <laughs> she's my slave. She is she. So we've been together for four years. Okay. Uh, and if I wouldn't have brought sushi here, I would have brought uh, Kara. But anyways, okay. so she and I have been together for four years. She is a very um. She, so she, because of you know her whole life, just what's left left her where she's at right now she's never had been violently or like she's never been sexually abused she's never she has super supportive parents both of them are super present like all of the typical ear markers that you're like there's got to be something here the epitome of white privilege shoot (laughs) me some daddy issues shoot me some underprivileged shoot me some bad touches you know by an uncle none of that not here not a thing okay and she 
does she is for starters she's very um um what's the what's the word i'm I'm looking for she's very um give me a definition she's the, not antisocial no no, but no, no, she's... no no i was gonna say what's the, the the word where where you um care about somebody based on like uh she's demisexual Dude, I discovered that word last night and my hair was blown back. Yeah, she's so, so, like, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah. So she's she's a demisexual as far or she's a demi romantic, effectively asexual person. So she so her, unless she is like under rare circumstances, basically. Yeah. So the frequency and she, you know, she lives with us. Um Okay. But so you guys live together. Yes. So okay. in, Oh yeah, we have a whole bedroom situation. We got two beds right next to each other. Okay. Yeah. So there's two queen size our living situation is we have two queen size beds next to each other. Okay. And um So it's you and your and your slave. slave. And then sushi, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sushi has her own bed. Next no, no, no they're no, no, butted no, up we, against each other. Oh Rev so that's and, all three. As Rev close and as the me keys are together on your keyboard, and then okay, Kara so, likes all her space. Yeah. So she'll have the other bed to herself. Because we, we're more tactile. So we like to cuddle each other and then Kara's just like, no, because she's yeah. kind of a cat person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't she just kind of no, don't mess with me when I sleep. Please don't that's touch me too. I just um, like to sprawl out. Sure. Um yeah. but back to describing your your situation with Kara and Okay, you know, so so Kara is effectively asexual. Like okay. she doesn't like every once in a while. She, I mean, she finds attraction to people, but not not the kind of attraction that would lead her to Le- have sexual advances. Sure, yeah. that's just not that's okay. not on the table. And so, so the frequency of her saying, "Oh, I would really like to engage in sex with that person," non-existent. Now, has has it ever happened? Yes, I mean she she's with she's had me rarely. Yeah, it's very rare. She'll be like, "It's you know, come on, it's my birthday." Oh uh, no, it's usually like, so w- she does this thing. Like uh, she'll just be in heat. Yeah, like, she is. She uh, how many cat of, how many cat be, puns are you gonna make? Uh, no, no, but like you it'll, be out of, it'll be out of nowhere, yeah. and then she'll start sending Rev some texts, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I gotta go fuck her today." <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> dove, dove deep into that situation though, when you're like, "What happened? What triggered it?" Yeah, no, like again, we've been together for four years. Right, so you know her. So what, I know what everything it? about her. <laughs> um, there's literally nothing. No. Yeah. That can't be. I uh, trust me. Okay. I like I He's looked. Yeah, I've looked. <laughs> I, I thought there was something with the mom and the dad. Maybe they were weird. Nothing, nothing in the cycle. Nothing. Like, nothing. What triggers the random bouts of Venus, I guess. Um, it's usually when she's been marinating on fucking uh porn. porn. It's porn. She watches porn and she's asexual. <laughs> she doesn't watch. She reads. She she's reads. A, she's an avid reader. She, she loves to. She reads like like smut. fantasy porn and, and smut. This this girl reads porn but does not per, doesn't like sex though. Nor does no. she masturbate. She she likes the slow burn as she calls it. Yeah, we call it the slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> but how does she feel entertainment? from that if it doesn't appear it's because mental. so okay you let me have oh, a lot of entertainment all right so let me let me explain space. something that you're That's not true. even registering right now yeah i don't register okay anything. so yeah. uh Tight how's it space. going we're dudes <laughs> okay yeah all yeah. right so let's start there okay so we're dudes <laughs> and so as someone who's interacted with a lot of trans people testosterone is a fucking game changer mm. okay and so the way that your mind works i have a friend uh who's who's a trans man and when we were talking about um we like we'll talk about like his journey or whatever and he was like t fucking sucks because you never have enough sex and he was and that is what what he was telling me and he was like 
I'm just horny all the time. And yeah. I'm like, welcome to my fucking life, bro. Yeah. It's there's nothing you can do about it. Like yet, it's you're, yet you're with an asexual person. Well, that's because well, effectively asexual. yeah. So they, she, yeah, she's a, effectively asexual. But we because of the negotiations of our relationship or the conditions of our relationship, we have sex on my time. Oh, okay. So interesting. So think she's doing it for the good of the relationship. No, she's doing it because so she's basically like um, again the relationship that we've negotiated, and it's pretty hard like BDSM. Um, is, she's essentially an object. Yes, yeah. So she's she's big into objectification, okay. and so she has. Um, I mean, she gets off on being an object. Yeah, like absolutely. Essentially, maybe you guys can explain. I think that my mind is just <laughs> so, so. So that's part of the issue is that when we talk about poly, a lot of times we we need to put into context the kink dynamic sides first, and then that often kind of brings better understandings of how our specific poly works sure and so when you were like oh let's not talk about the kinky stuff let's go back to poly basics poly and then we're like oh okay well no i just wanted to explain it <laughs> so, all like yeah yeah, yeah. so we, okay we can That's definitely all. do the breakdown yeah. first and that then it will make a lot more sense but, uh, uh, well, one question i want to get at because i keep <laughs> oh I keep, yeah sure if I, don't, if I don't ask it i'm gonna die so if so this is what i don't understand maybe you can re-explain it to me so she is asexual meaning sure. she does not enjoy sexual. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Let's no, let, can, take a step back. You okay. can so be this asexual is where you can help. Okay. And, and enjoy sex. The ish, the Not the issue. The um, caveat. The caveat is that you are not compelled to have sex. So there are some asexual people who don't like sex, and mm-hmm. that's fair, and that's valid. Right. And then there's also people who are um, asexual who are just not compelled to have mm-hmm. sex. And then there are some asexual people who enjoy having sex within a certain amount of time or a certain time frame, but they just aren't compelled to doing it with like one person. It's just kind of more random. But asexuals usually um, they don't aren't compelled to have sex. Yeah. It doesn't mean they don't enjoy it. Do they desire it though? It depends on it the really, person. It really depends. It's literally as individual as a fingerprint. But I feel like the main point is that they don't have the compulsion mm-hmm. to okay. act on any of those feelings. Yeah. To have sex. Like, for instance, I have asexual tendencies. I'm, I by far will engage in sex and stuff. But if left to my own terms, I don't really chase sex. I don't really think about it at all during the day. I don't look at someone and go, wow, that would be awesome to fuck that person or whatever. I don't think about it at all. And then when people make sexual jokes, I just, it I, it goes over my head. I'm like, I don't really see it. It's not a big part of my life. So I, to a degree, I would say am asexual, but I still engage in sex. But and I don't, I don't identify as asexual. as like just low libido? It could be. It could be. I know I do have a lower libido compared to a lot of the partners I've had. And so... It could be related to, you know, hormones and, you know, brain chemistry, maybe just like, I mean, I have had a couple of instances where like I didn't necessarily consent to sex and that probably made a mental block for me where I'm not like super into it, but that's not the case for everybody. And so that's like an important thing to like keep in, keep in mind when we're talking about people who are asexual. Cause I know that that's a stigma that they have to fight a lot. I'm sure. Like, Oh, well, you know, you just don't like sex because of this or, right. you know, and honestly, I that's can make I'd... it not hurt or whatever. And okay. it's not about and that. So, and another thing is another thing. So the reason that, that being poly tends to work out well for asexual people is because once you open that door, right. The expectation that I have to be, everything for you or i have to provide everything for you is not on the table anymore 
right? So think about this. You've had partners over the course of your life, right? One or two. Okay. <laughs> and so that being said, have has there ever been an instance or a circumstance where a partner asked something of you behaviorally or physically or idealistically that you could not fulfill? Or you just weren't into. Like it just wasn't going to work for you. Uh, yeah, but I think that's true in almost every relationship ever. Exactly. I mean, I mean friendship. Correct. But let's, Cor- let's, let's use that let's, to this point. Let's, let's finish the thought though. What if you or they had an avenue to seek out that thing that makes you happy without it being necessarily detrimental to your existing relationship? So one example would be I am super into massages. Like it is my kink. Like I like it more than sex most of the time. What that this is why I wanted to do the kink. So what is exactly what is that a kink? It, uh, what is a what, kink? What is and, a kink? and how is that different than like a fetish for instance? Um, They're very similar. So yeah, he, kinks, he would explain kinks and fetishes are very similar. Um, we'll come back to your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um a fetish is something in my approximation. A fetish is something that is elevated to a point of almost like necessity. Obsession. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like let's say for instance um like I I'm in defeat, right? Hypothetically. Um me engaging in feet play with my partner would be essential, right? If I have a foot fetish, sure, sure. it's essential right. for my arousal or whatever. Sure. Whereas kinks tend to be more things that you're kind of casually into and you enjoy them. Okay. Right. It doesn't consume your right. life. So it doesn't inversely, consume all of your interactions. With okay. People. Let's okay. use the same feet argument. If you're like, I kind of like feet. I think you got pretty feet. Um, then you have that conversation. And then sometimes you incorporate feet? the feet, and then sometimes you don't. It's yeah. not, it's not something that you're compelled to always sure. have for for that. Right. So when you say kink, it's a non-obsessive preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, a, and I would way. also yeah. say and argue that a lot of times fetish is skill. used. In, in terms of something that's taboo. And so um, that's also probably a misconception as well. And so sometimes we'll be like, oh, well, you know, that's a fetish. Like, well, I also mean, people, other times people, I mean, do semantics matter? Yeah. But I mean, but the, there's definitely the argument to be made for some people don't enjoy being fetishized. Yes. And exactly. that's valid. I see. Right. So like um, I've got friends of all different like aesthetics and stuff and. You know, I have a I have a girl that I'm friends with that has a uh, an amputation, right? Devotees for am- amputation are absolutely a thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking absolutely. Have you watched Dexter? I have. That was the premise of the entire first season. Well, was the guy was a devotee, like an amputation devotee? It's a devotee meaning obsessive. Okay, which is different than fetish. Yeah. Um, and so. Like devoted to the cause. Yeah, yeah. And so that being <laughs> said, yeah. yeah, that being said, there's all there's sometimes, not always, but sometimes the thought, if you're going to date me and there's something notably different about me, right? Whatever that is, my height, my, my, my size, my gender, my, my gender identity, my whatever. Um, I want you to want me for me, say a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to want me for what you perceive me to be. Yeah, right. Because that's the difference between right. using somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, oh, just because I ha- am missing a, a quarter of my arm, yeah, does that? Just, that's yeah. that's not a reason to fuck me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or just because I'm small and I have a high voice doesn't mean that you can be with me just so I can be little for you. Sure. Exactly. You're using that person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, exactly. it's similar. And so that oh. being said, we all have our we are all have our kind of balancing act of all that stuff. 
Um, and so, um, but back to the Polly thing. So, I had a story. Yeah. So, go, oh, you have your yeah. story. Go, go ahead. What was the story? <laughs> uh, you you I said think I was talking about. Oh, I remember. He was describing um, how. Put your face um, right on that mic. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he was describing how um, you know what would make compel someone to be poly versus like if you're asexual or not, and and you know how that would work in like an everyday relationship and how you would even incorporate that. And so with poly. Um, you know, the, ex- I was going to give the example of like with massages. So like maybe one person just really doesn't like massages or maybe to, um, unfortunately maybe they can't do massages because they're missing a finger or arthritis. they have, have arthritis or they have tennis elbow or something like that. A slow way to incorporate Polly into that relationship would be, um, to allow a consented person, um, to massage that partner, um, to be able to, you know, if that's a very important need for someone, like I have a need to be touched in specific ways and that's like a non-negotiable for me. And so if that non-negotiable, non-negotiable can be achieved in that way, then, you know, you can have a healthy relationship that still continues as long as all of those other needs were met. So to give you an example, I am not a very service oriented person in that capacity. Meaning you don't provide it or you don't like it? I don't provide it. Um, I will do it. I will. I will I do it. No service. Yeah, I will. I will do. I'll, I will provide it a la carte. Oh yeah, but it's not. It's not part of the package. You provide a menu. Yeah. Services. Um. And no, I do actually. Um. But that. Yeah. And she knows this, right? So like, but our relationship has come with a lot of negotiations. Believe it or not, she is monogamous. Well, any relationship would come with a lot of negotiations. Sure, but they but, should. But, but they we often are very don't. Wait, you're monog- Okay, so what is the relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I figure something out, like some some sort of wrench just gets thrown in there. I, I don't know what's going on. Now you see why we can talk for like five hours. About but this is all why this we're stuff. here. We're here to untangle it because, like this you might said, be two episodes. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of common misconceptions, and like I'll be the first. I'm the kind of guy that I'll I'll admit to be a dummy. Like sure. if I don't know it, I'm gonna just and ask until I know it. Well, now you, I'm gonna know it. You, you know probably I mean? have a very linear thought. What do you mean? Okay, so so you have to take you you have to take into consideration that a lot of a lot of our our lives are based on exposure, mm-hmm. right? So, so if you have never, okay, you have these you have these these speakers here, right? If if you if you have never gone to like a live gig as a, a member of a band, you don't know like what that's going to look like, right? You so you yeah. don't speak that language yet, sure. Right. Yeah. Once you have gone through a couple of gigs, yeah, yeah, you start learning through exposure, right? And now you understand that the person that's running the entire show is not the guy in the band; it's the it's the 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 production manager sound and booth, the sound booth guy yeah. is the My boss person to fight exactly <laughs> because for for all intents and purposes he can shut that the whole thing. So down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, he'll shut it down. He never yeah. will. You know what? I've had a guy turn me down once. Yeah. Yeah. I was giving him lip though. I'll admit I was kind of <laughs> drunk and I was like, hey, great job turning me way too. I don't know what I said. Just oh, something gosh. rude. And he just turned me like all the way down. Yeah. Where, where's the it. real power at? Yeah. You so I learned, I learned that lesson. Anyway. Sound God. But that's, spoken. But, but that's what I'm <laughs> saying. So he enjoyed it. Too. He just smiled and stared yeah, me in the eyes. And yeah, turned, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want so you to look, look me in the eyes. Way too much. Right. Okay. Uh, but, but see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's something that day one musician guy strumming his guitar. So your point is like, there's no way I could know until I'm. Until you're exposed to it. Well, until. I mean, 
Well, with your profession here as being someone that hosts people to talk to you, you're in the best position to be able to understand like where people are coming from right. and learn these things. That's why I'm things. here. I need to know. <laughs> and I think I think the biggest proponent of it is like it's really just cl- clearing misconceptions. Sure. Yeah. Which I have some because I don't know. Right. Sure. And That's, you have to do those yeah. one by one. There's no other way. Yeah. Really? I'm here to learn, and plus, I find it endlessly fascinating. So, so, but again, like <laughs> you guys I said, are fascinating. There, there are there are many, many nuances to being poly. Okay, so let's just start with you. So, okay. you are in a. So, explain just real briefly what the slave dynamic means, as opposed to somebody like, as opposed to basically monogamy. Like, what does the slave dynamic mean? So, um, so you said that she likes the, to be treated as an so, object. So, for this, we have to disclose the differences between a dynamic versus a partnership okay because you can have a dynamic and not be partners with someone so you can have okay. a dom and a sub and they cannot be they won't always be partners okay. and then you can also have a boyfriend and girlfriend okay. or some other uh, thing like that and okay. you have to kind of talk about it in both of the contexts to be able to understand okay. each part so maybe if he talks about you know the relationships at its basic level like who are his partners first and then we go into the dynamics it would make more sense okay so they're separate go yeah ahead. okay so for example uh i guess top down um <laughs> down. yeah uh well from from like time and saddle i guess you could say um i like that term that's cool yeah um noel and i've been together um uh, for well okay so we've known each other for eight years okay um she and i have known each other way before like i became rev way before anything else she's known me you know in my normal life before i came out and all doing all the poly stuff He's prime and, i mean my, <laughs> when i was young and beautiful <laughs> what happened man it went no, really kidding. really south like He's rugged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people like rugged man Be- beefy boy i yeah. do that's why i'm here yeah, yeah. but but anyways so um she and i actually did not initiate a relationship proper until this year so we've known each other for eight years, and we had we were sexual before we started a relationship. Okay, um, and that was for a litany of different reasons. But basically, my relationship with her is that um, it's like a almost like a paternal like father daughter relationship, but she is also um, kind of my like I I have overarching veto authority. Um, in a great many decisions in, in like related to her life, but I don't actually exercise that very often, if ever. So you're like, I want to paint our house pink, and that's the final answer. It's more about. Well, she more just related. really likes being a brat. Yeah. And like, so she- imagine a 28 year old stuck in a 15 year old's body. That's no, vice versa. You mean maturity? Vice ver- vice maturity versa. wise, yeah. yes. Yeah. So she is. She is. She is a perpetual. Like moody, angsty teenager. Yes, that's what I mean. And she's pushing thirty. Like basically, all my girlfriends. Yeah, she's yeah. pushing thirty, and but it's, she's it's, like she's a great bitch. person to talk to, and I fucking it's love awesome. her. She's fucking amazing. She's the the nerdiest bitch you've ever met in your entire life. Um, and then so she and she has passion like fucking, no one else. Yeah, it's and, the best. And so she's a writer, and she is a creator, and she is passionate. Cool. And she's amazing. She's, and I she's love six her four. Much. It's great. She's six, six four. four. Yeah. She's a big old bitch. She play one on one. Yeah. Like Let's like Timber. Just, yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll catch her with that crossover. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Are you ready? But um. um so that's, that's Noel. Cool. 
Um, and then great. we and the, we mentioned Kara. Okay, so this is your now girlfriend. No. No, no, no. 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 Noelle is actually, me and Noelle are largely asexual. I think I'm never going to get it right. Sure, like, sure, no, sure. No, no, it's complicated. We need, we need a whiteboard. I, we yeah. honestly need a whiteboard and a couple of Now we're going to get it. I'm going to get this. Okay, so, oh, no, so, I'm here. Okay, I'm so, present. So, no, yeah, because Noelle, you haven't heard about until this very moment. Right. So we're just injecting a bunch of shit. So you, but you did say you're exclusive with her now. No. Okay. No. Exclusivity is not a we thing. We said here. none of that. I'm Never. Just going to jump out of window. Okay, so okay. Noel, no, Noel and I have um It's more of a dynamic currently um than than necessarily a relationship because uh but their relationship is mostly based on a very deeply uh, rooted friendship. Yeah, and like so a relationship. That, yes. So that so that helps like kind of with the relationship piece, but a lot of their um uh, maybe not a lot, but when it comes to like so, so it's like a relationship, part. but it's just not exclusive. No, no, no. Hold no, on. Let no, me. No. Let me look at. You Sorry. stay over there. Okay. Okay. No, I so, thought what you said was clear. Yeah. But yeah hold on. Ahead. Yeah. So, me and Noel have had sex, can have sex whenever, but we don't. Okay. Okay. That is by mostly my choice because I've got my own stuff going on, but okay. that doesn't discredit the value of our relationship. I love her. She means the world to me and I am there for her the same as she is there for me. Okay. So that's it. That's it. Period. Cool. She also has another partner. Okay. Okay. Oh, that this partner, is where the web comes in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, hit that, me. that partner <laughs> is, um, oh, this is, is a lot. yeah, <laughs> that partner, so, that partner I and I, I no, hold on. That partner and I are very good friends. Um, calls me Papa Bear, and I am so I see him like a little brother. Okay, so even and he and I are not intimate at all. Okay, Mm-mm. okay, just friends. We are just friends, and uh. anything we need of each other, we're literally a little family. Cool. And so I helped him go buy a car recently. Like he was like, Papa Bear, I need help buying a car. You know, mine mine took you know took a shit, and I need help. And I'm like, all right, cool, buddy. Okay. Let's, and so we went out, just me and him, and I took care of the whole thing for him, and I got him a car, and he was super happy with it. So she has a non-sexual relationship with you, but a sexual relationship Correct. with you. Correct. Yes. Correct. Got it. There it is. Right. Now, at any point... And my, this has mine, all been negotiated. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So at any point, mine and her relationship can be sexual. There's no right. limitations, and there's no caveats there from it becoming sexual. It's just that... Right. Currently, per you... It just hasn't been as much. Okay, I sure. get that. Okay, so Noel, and then we have what? What? What was the slave's name? Kara. So Noel, Kara. Okay, sure. And now Kara, Kara is my slave. We have been together for four years continuously. Okay. okay. We are in what is called in BDSM a twenty four seven three sixty five live in slave dynamic. Word. Mm-hmm. That sounds illegal. It's deep. Yeah. <laughs> So she it wears is, a collar. She wears a yeah. ring of it steel very... around her neck every day. Okay. Okay. That is locked. She actually to what? Can't... It's locked. Like it's, it's called an it's... infinity collar, and she cannot take it off. Yeah, I can show you what they look like. Here. Um, and and she doesn't want to take it off. Yeah, this no, is no, no. very consensual. It would, be, it would be very detrimental to her if she took it off. Actually, she's ta- she takes it off to clean it, and then she wants no other part of like taking it off. It's pretty intense. So how is that? Um, appealing to you like in what does that fulfill for you so i am uh i'm the kind of person that very much enjoys the idea of ownership 
So it's like a dominatrix or do, a dominating thing. Sure. Okay. Sure. So it looks. This isn't her, but that's what it looks like. Okay. Interesting. So it's it's a continuous. Did she wear that a little in bulky all day? Do people ask what the heck that is? Yeah, a few she'll people tell them. Have. Do people only in the king community recognize that? Sometimes. So, like, it's actually an artifact from Gorian culture, which is its own thing. Okay. This is a whole other episode. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> okay. You're yeah. saying don't go down it. Yeah. yeah that's a- um, basically, Gorians um, are like their own. It's almost, it's like its own universe, like Star Wars. Okay. Um, but it's basically this world where it's like hyper, like hyper masculinity, toxic warrior men. Have like there are all the, the men books are, are terrible. It sounds like the opposite of me. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah, the all books the books are terrible. But how certain people are practicing the aesthetics it pretty is, cool. Is pretty cool. The aesthetics is pretty cool. Word. Um. Anyways, so the 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 collar that I got for her is from that because it's sturdy. It's it's stainless steel mm. and it's not going anywhere. Um. As opposed to like you know a little chain or something light. Like, Which I've had several of, yeah. and I've broken. Yeah, so so I'm almost at the point of getting you a fucking ring. Uh, but at any rate, <laughs> I don't even know if you'd be okay with it, but whatever. Um, but at any rate, so um, but that's what I like about them is that they're sturdy. So like, you can grab the goddamn thing and shake it and break it. And you're you? not going to break it. Yeah. Um, but the thing the thing about mine and her relationship is that it. It didn't. So originally, so I was I was engaged. Believe it or not, I was engaged to be married to this girl, and we were together a for four years. Girl. Different girl. She's not here anymore. So me, me and this girl, yeah. um, were engaged to be married, and but I explained to her when we first got together that I was Polly. I sorted it out in in college, and I explained it to her before we got together, and she, I was like, you know, there is going to be a point where I want to seek out new relationships. And, and she I said ex- what? And she said, that's cool. Word. We'll we'll deal with it when we get there. Well, okay. that's cool in words and all. Yeah. Words and all. It sounds cool <laughs> until you... So she thought I was trying to sound cool. She didn't believe me. She didn't believe me. Because just like you just did, you're like, oh, you must be just smashing ass out there, boy. No, like... Don't don't let don't let the height fool you. Like I got a I got a mouth on me, but like <laughs> that being said, yeah. I I explained to her, I'm like, all right, cool. So now now we are two years into our relationship. I am now at a point where I would like to seek out a new partnership. She was like, nah, bruh. And she was like, whatever, and completely Peaked. disregarded that. Oh, okay. And so I did I started seeking out new partnerships. Dude. Yeah. And then I found one and she was like, Oh shit, this is like, real. You're serious. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's not me. Let's partnership. Go meet this new person. I would like for you to meet them. Cause I was all about being on the up and up about it. Yeah. I was like, let's go out. I'm, you know, we'll take her to, to fucking pizza or whatever. And we'll talk as a group and we'll, figure it out so what i fell into was the unicorn scenario which is dangerous dangerous territory um the unicorn scenario is where you have usually one heteronormative man and one mostly heteronormative woman who is by leaning and the expectation is that you're going to find some third person who is usually a a um a bisexual woman 
who is going to just a free spirit who of is sorts. just going to be there to be used by the fucking partnership as a piece of fucking meat, which is shitty and horrible, and I regret every part of that. Not the person, not the relationship existing at all, but just the way that we approached it was not really ethical. Um, that being said, that that relationship evolved and progressed or whatever. And that was actually the girl that brought me into the kink community. But that being said, after that happened, I, um, you know, my, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, she's basically, she's, she intimidates me. She's too pretty. She's too tall. She's too smart. She's too capable. She's too all these things, insecurity, insecurity, insecurity. So how about not, we're not with her anymore and that's it. And then, and I was like, well, I don't want to. And so I continued, you know, whatever. And eventually me and the girl split apart or whatever. But the second round was with Kara. So less intimidating. Less. So she was like, so, so Kara, when I met her, so to put, to frame out the, the whole thing, Kara, when I met her was pushing 200 pounds at five foot two. And I said, but she had a nice shape. Frumpy. But she was, she had a nice shape. Frumpy. She was frumpy, but she had a nice shape. He could see under it. And I, I could. And, and I um, did. And, <laughs> um, and that, she carried it well. I'll give her that. She did carry it well. Okay, anyway. But okay. anyways, so I introduced her as the side bitch okay. to my, to my girlfriend at the time. Who is the, was who, the, who was the main bitch. Oh, not the non-main bitch? No, she was the main bitch. So, so me... This is not the girl you engaged to, though? Yeah. It was the girl you yeah, engaged to. Yeah. Yes. So okay. me, me, and, me and the first girl that we met, that we as a partnership met... Right. Peased. Broke. Okay. Broke up. Okay. And then Kara came in as the second person. Okay. That's what you meant by round. Yeah. Got you. The second round. The second person, and she was less intimidating, less scary, and less everything else. And so she decided that oh well she's not pretty. You're talking about that girl, the the You're first girl not that. Being clear. You okay, keep all right. She... So I need to I need to give a name to her. So, um, so the first girl left because she was intimidated, or you? Or when you were talking about insecurity, I thought you were talking about yourself. My you know, my fiance was intimidated. Oh, okay. My fiance so was intimidated. She but yes, she so was like that's why she left. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, you respected that. I I tried. I didn't do a great job, but I tried. Um. Because you know this new person in, in in injected a lot of new energy into me and Kara, yeah, um, and yeah, and I know I can see it a mile away. I'm a teacher. I'm trying to. Just <laughs> so anyway, so misconceptions. Yeah. So, but, but <laughs> what kind of teacher? Uh, I'm a high school teacher. Oh, cool. Actually, uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny when like I'm like super deep in the kink community and then I see a kid like whipping another kid with a lanyard. And I'm like, should I stop this? I don't know. I feel weird. <laughs> that is definitely weird. the first time I've heard that dilemma. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, so I let it's a, it be. It's a very nuanced kids will be problem. Kids. <laughs> but anyways, so. Well, what do you teach? Uh, biology. So of course I had to. Oh, I did. No, I'm not a biology teacher anymore. They switched me. Um, but yeah, I was teaching biology and I was like really worried about it because they Texas had this weird or Dallas had this weird thing where they were going to uh, make it so people, the biology teachers teach sex ed for a month. And I was like, ah, I don't want to get fired. And then like, luckily I switched yeah. subjects. So now I don't have to worry about no. it. But it would have been a I'm whole sure thing. I'm sure you would have approached that yeah. appropriately. I think I yeah. would have. I yeah. think I would have. You would have. Yeah. 
But we answered the kids' questions. With ethics. With ethics. Uh, but anyways, so... <laughs> okay, so I'm going to recap, So, and you can just tell me sure. why I'm wrong, because I will be. And sure, that's just, sure. That's just I, I mean, there was a lot of she's in there. There's okay, a lot. So you, had, you were engaged, you were with that girl a while, you, yeah. two years in, you introduced somebody because you are polyamorous. Sure. And so... Let's let's call let's call my let's call my my uh, fiance uh, Nicole. Fiance, okay. No, you let's can call, call them fiance. Well, let, yeah, let's go. Yeah, fiance Nicole. Okay, yeah. so you and Nicole chilling, and sure. then you introduce someone in sure. two years in. Your Nicole becomes essentially jealous or sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. Says, of the unicorn. She says later. Sure. And later she leaves. You introduce somebody less intimidating. Sure. Mm-hmm. Kara. Per her, because you don't want her to be intimidated. Right. And that's where we're at. Yeah. Right. And this is your, and that girl is who you're now with, but you're no longer with this fiance. Correct. 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 Okay. Um, and so. Why did you all break up? We broke up because of basically um, it, it, it came down to, I was doing everything in the relationship. Didn't I, bro? Uh, yeah. Um, I was doing like not, I mean, beyond the, the finances, although I was the only one providing from the financial perspective. Um, also, she didn't really contribute to the relationship. I understand. Um, yeah. I had to be the therapist. I had to be the support network. I had to be the 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 rock. I had, you had to, to be the Papa Bear. I had to be Papa Bear at every level. And so we were effectively in a daddy baby girl relationship that I didn't consent to. Yeah. So that's a whole kink ideology. We will talk about it later because that is our relationship right now. Do you feel like like maybe that some people are assigning names to just normal situations? Not at all. So um, titles are important because then they give you the idea of what the hell you're agreeing to. Mm -hmm. So let's say for instance... It it, it makes the dynamic clear. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So like if... if, if Common language. Yeah. There's a difference between saying, hey, do you want to have sex? And hey, do you want me to, to, to sodomize you? Sure. Those are those are both technically Creating acts the of basis sex. for which you both will operate yeah. from. The yeah, you got to build a yeah. you, you got to okay. be able to speak the same language sure. to subsequently create the sandbox that is your life. Right. Yeah, you Just as you would in a normal life. The yeah. same yeah. lexicon yeah. is what you always call yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And so interesting. Okay. I'm yeah. With you. So, and shared language is important. Sure. Communication. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, this actually reminds me of a, uh, the communications okay, class. We're, we're that I took. going Hold back on. to the... Uh, it reminds me of the community. Thank you. Yeah. We need to, I, do you want to be at every single podcast I have? Just keep me on track. <laughs> right. Okay. Keep it together. See what I, do you see what I mean by yeah. she's useful? Yes. Because yes. she like, yeah, she's oh, like, Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You're getting it now, right. <laughs> she is completing me, my podcast right now. Yeah. I feel like I should be paying you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe so you're, you're no longer with Nicole. You're mm-hmm. with Kara, mm-hmm. who's with, and then you also have this, uh, um, the the really awesome girl. What was her name again? Noelle. No, no, Noelle. Noelle was not in yet. Noelle's not. Noelle in. was a friend of mine, but okay. we weren't romantically entangled until this year. Okay. Um. So at that point, it was me and Kara, and another girl that um, I ended up with near the end of mine and Nicole's relationship. Okay. Okay. And because she wanted me to break up with, um. Let's call her Stephanie. All right. Because because Nicole wanted me to break up with Stephanie, uh, I ended up saying, well, you've asked me to break up with a bunch of people. And I think the problem is you and not them. Yeah. You are the weakest link. You are Goodbye. the weakest link. <laughs> I have um, not heard that reference in many long time. Yeah. No, I mean, because because it was but literally you didn't do it in the accent. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's because it's hard to do like 
cold oh, hard English okay. bitch. Uh, uh, it was yeah, too much. She was she was a cold hard English <laughs> bitch. Ah, the weakest link. Goodbye. No, 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 no. She you enjoyed that too much. You were not. I no, can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just. Do you, do you have a soul? Do you have a heart? <laughs> have you ever seen Barely. a puppy? It's hanging on. Yeah. If you've ever seen a puppy, you have more heart than that bitch. She was, <laughs> she's, she's amazing. She was so cold. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel Jesus. like I want to ask her all life. She'd advice. probably be really good at like vasectomies. Like, make this is the weakest. Link. Exactly, yeah. Oh yeah, she just make snip, eye contact snip, snip. with you. Yeah. The weakest too. Yeah, just imagine, imagine, you know, your manhood in this in in this person's I'm hands. Not to. Yeah, no, no, no. I want you to visualize it okay. right now. I heard that some people are into like castration. Stuff yes, too. that mm-hmm. blows yes. my. This is where, like, where this is why you need a poly. It just gets blown. This out is why brain. you need a poly podcast and a kink podcast because, like, there's a lot going. There's on a lot there. going on. There's there. a lot. <laughs> I think the thing that blew my mind the most about what you guys said, and I wasn't prepared for it, is that that it can be not sexual. That's yes. that's that's what people don't get. And I so promise. One, that's one where thing that I like to bring up with that is that one thing that some people have to reprogram when they enter the kink community is that touch does not have to equate to sex. Mm -hmm. Touch does not have to lead to sex. Touch does not need to be romantic. And one of the most beautiful things that we can see in the kink community is people who, um, you see people hug each other more. You see people interact with each other more. They touch each other more like on their, on a form affirmative touch. And they, you know, they, uh, whether people are happy or sad or whatever, they are immediately there to offer touch and connection. And it's just so beautiful because we now feel more and the comfortable and that it doesn't have to lead to yeah, sex. I was going to say, and the expectation I is kind of love that. rarely. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. I kind of love yeah. that. So, Everything you just said, yeah. that sounds it's awesome. very uncomfortable. So you'll see people. Because like, this is, the, I think the reason is maybe it's because you guys have established so much what everything is. It's like there is no subtle implication. Like if someone's touching you. you because, know. At, well, well, because we are very, uh, in the kink community, kink community there is a strong proponent to negotiations yeah and so as long as things are negotiated pretty much anything can go right you know and and happen and so as long as you know what you're doing is consensual with another person it doesn't have to lead to um you know fear or anything else and so i mean if i had to give an example for me we have consensual play where he beats me and I'm into it. Like I'm really into it and I'll get out of it with bruises and so what things beat, like that. What does beat mean? Does it mean like, uh, it's like, like a where he takes and... a bat or a rebar, a rebar? Or, yeah. Rebar or, um, what else do you hit me with? Like, uh, paddles, cricket bats, You haven't hit me with that yet. Cause I'm scared of it. Um, um. <laughs> Kendo just sticks. things like that. Kendo sticks, canes, you know, just, you know, a lot of stuff. Al- cast aluminum paddles. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Um, um, but anyway, so for me... A bunch of shit. That, it's a bunch of shit. He, he has a whole thing. But so that's with such conviction. No, it's a lot. It's bunch a lot of, of things. We have, I, we have a roll-up travel bag. There's We've like got a running several joke. bags. We've there's got a, a running joke about trunk. like It's a lot of things. But. My, yeah, my kit was described as the Tonka truck of fucking kits. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's like I walk into a space and I, I'm compens- I actually admit that I'm compensating for the size of my penis with how big my kit is. He's lying. Wow. It's a... Wow. It's a fucking <laughs> massive kit and an insignificant penis. Um, so, but anyway, it's so, a good band name. So, <laughs> so back, back to why that was relevant, but it was that was like a really nice thing that we were able to experience because one of our first ways that we engaged with each other was actually through, um, you know, play. And so we played 
Um, he beat me with several things and I really enjoyed it and it didn't lead to sex and it was just one more, you know, thing that we were able to engage in and enjoy that wasn't limited or dependent on, um, sexual gratification. And that's something that we see a lot. But in in what way are you enjoying it? I, so one, an adrenaline rush that, that is fun. So you, um, I'm not, okay. I'm maybe a low key adrenaline junkie. I've skydived. I've done like. I love rafting. I like doing like exciting things. Um, But for me, a lot of it's the mental and the physical combined. So mentally, I get a lot of um, I'm able to release power. And as someone who has anxiety and someone who really enjoys control of certain situations, it is very freeing to be able to release control to another person, someone that I trust um, in a way that I know that he will not hurt me to the point where I can't get up, where I can't, you know, defend myself. He knows that if I, you know, look at him a certain way or if I speak up about something, he'll stop. And I can play to where I feel like I'm in control while still giving up control, if that makes sense. Would you say that it's like you being vulnerable with somebody you feel safe with? Yes, Absolutely. exactly. And so he's actually it's the only person. I understand. So he's the only person that I actually play with that way because, because that. he is the only person that I feel comfortable and well, who I feel I, comfortable with a guy named Teddy Bear. Yeah, no, it's great. Okay. Um, but I also, one thing that I get out of it is um, also sometimes it's catharsis. So, as a high strung someone with he would say anger issues little neurotic from today um <laughs> i lost my phone and i like blew up but not I think not bad up, yeah. see he thought it was weird but it was it, it's <laughs> know, it's I a thing it. we're not going to talk about it no, but it's we're totally not, a we're thing we're not going to bring it up but uh okay let me tell you what happened <laughs> <laughs> thank you hey by the way for another beer i bought this Oh, okay. That cool. Uh, cool. whatever that so, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. so so let me tell <laughs> you about the ridiculousness of this scallywag's fucking so behavior right now. Okay, like, hold on. I want to get so I want to get through some of these questions too. It. Okay, so um, you know what? No, question number four is: Is it possible to be asexual and polyamorous? Yes, you're welcome. So this, you guys I'm are just getting, awesome. I'm, I'm getting ahead of you, buddy. Why am I writing anything up? Okay. Um, okay, this has how old you were, but we already went through some of your history. How is polyamory practice? What styles? Hey. And you guys are destroying. Well, well I'm actually, he could go deeper into that because there are two different types of poly styles. Okay, hit me. And there is uh, anarchy. Well, there's a lot. There's a well, lot of different two, styles. The two right. major schools of thought sure. are um, anarchy and hierarchy. And anarchy. He, he is the okay. best one Can to I talk guess? to you about that. Okay, Is sure. anarchy where everyone's equal in the relationship? Hierarchy, there's... Yes. Sort of. Right. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. To, to a large degree, that is yeah, pretty Yeah, much that's what it pretty is. accurate. So, relationship anarchy is the idea that nobody has veto authority. What is vetoing mean? Okay, what so, decisions so, so, would be there? so, so think, so again, this brings us back to BDSM. Okay. Okay. So it many things. It doesn't have to. It has to do with. Is it always though? Is poly usually pretty intertwined with? No, so there's, there's, there, so. no, okay. they're, they're not necessarily. But like, veto authority has to do with. There's also, there's also swingers. But veto authority has to different. do with someone's ability to control the partnerships of another person, yeah. okay. or control the aspects of another person's life who is their partner. Sure. So, so, for instance, I am monogamous. He is polyamorous. I do not have veto authority to say, Rev. I don't want you to date this person. Right. That is Doesn't, not allowed. As much as she might want to. Mm, quiet crickets. 
but but so and that that actually That's because you guys established this from yes. day one literally from, that was part of the initial negotiation of our relationship okay um that also being said um can change so like i am being so because of you know a few recent events and various things that have happened i am deciding to shift the way that i approach my relationships not necessarily giving my partner's veto authority um it's basically a happy medium between hierarchy and anarchy to make sure that people who are established partners don't feel vulnerable but also to still allow the new partner who may be entering the opportunity to grow and and enter the the polycule See, this is where we're getting into super interesting territory keep going because yeah go ahead no no what is your what is your thought i so i watched this really insane show which blew my hair backwards Mm, yesterday it's on netflix and it's called um like my three wives and me sure something Mm. like that so it's it's uh it's polygamy not Mm -hmm. polyamory but that was one of the big things was that this guy had two wives and was interested in a third. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the doc, it's a really, it's really well done by the way. Yeah. If you guys want to check it out, it's super dope. But anyway, so this doc crew stayed with them for a year, you know, they're Mormons in Utah. Mm-hmm. So, but there was, it's certainly a weird, like strife. Like when someone, cause this girl was like younger, the new girl and this guy's so ugly. I don't get, I don't get it. But anyway, I mean, so, look at me. Beautiful. I appreciate that. He has such a good face. Great face. <laughs> I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Okay. My you face. have a really great face. <laughs> that, that was like a you pinky can't... toe of a bone. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I'm just so so caught up on beautiful face now. You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. No charge. Of, but the, the special else. on Netflix... So that was what was what was fascinating with me is like he made the decision we're getting a, we're getting a new girl she's twenty five I'm kind of into her and they're kind of like okay I guess if that's God's will but you know one was like dude like this is so messed up you barely have time for me now right like what the heck and that was I'm having a baby right what are you doing and he's like it's God's will. And that was uh, that's that, a little bullshit. That's, so, that's some religious bullshit. Yeah, so that well, we but, don't. I'm, I'm not. No, 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 criticize, but I'm wondering if there's similarity in that. No, when there, you're introducing there, there are similarities in terms of like time. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you could say the same thing with um, Rev's uncle and how he had to split his time between his five families. I mean, mm-hmm. there are implications of that. Absolutely. And so that is a concern that um, you say it's like the main concern. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean. A lot of partnerships are different and they have many different variables and needs and and negotiated, you know, parts to it. But, I mean, even with everyday poly and things, it's still something that we have to negotiate and make sure that everyone has their quality time and, and, you know, that they get what they need. So, um, each, so that's another thing back to the whole, like, uh, how, how quality time or time in general is doled out, right? So I've had I've had just as many rela- relationships where you know they wanted more time and I didn't physically have it um and then I've also had instances where I wanted time with other people and they didn't have it right and me too yeah that's time is ju- a commodity that's just how it works right and so when you add people into your life it just I mean most poly people are fucking masters of time management. They must be. They have calendars. They like, it's I would be everything's coded. Yeah. It's a whole uh, thing. I have a, I have a friend who... Does that have to detract from it a little bit? The fact that you have to do so much management? No, because so... It can. 
not for me but, but it um, can, though. for the, yeah. the way that the way that i've always seen it so the reason that i am poly is i can't i don't know how to be monogamous like i've tried real fucking hard and for a while i can be monogamous like for i think my max was about the two years with uh with nicole that was it that was and then my options are either i i get like this itch yeah you're a human being yeah and so i get this itch and either either i am able to just seek out new energy in another person or i cheat and i would much rather be ethical about it i would much rather just have a conversation and say hey this is who i am do you accept this person and it's their choice to say yes or no instead of so it has been really liberating to be able to walk up to a person and say hey this is this is my baggage right yeah because the biggest issue that i have had historically is um issues related to me being non-monogamous in relationships so how typical is your situation as far as what like people are basically polyamorous because they they can't be not they don't know how um because i would would say it's kind of uncommon i don't hear about it very often it's fairly uncommon most of the people but but most of the people in the poly circles um definitely tend to lean that way i know a couple of so there's like the greater like whatever metro area polycule that you're in it's a polycule a polycule is exactly what it sounds like it's a molecule of poly people gotcha um so when you connect into it a lot of people don't know how to be monogamous um or just not willing i mean you know how to be monogamous no 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 no. so let so let me let so i could i could be with one person for the rest of my life theoretically could physically do it no i i have done it and my capacity to be happy, which is mm. important, definitely was affected. Yeah. Okay. So now, do I always have to have full, like, negotiated relationships with these other people I engage with? Not necessarily. I've had instances where I'm able to kind of keep the bitch at bay by, you know, just hooking up or whatever. Right. Um, and I've had part, like I've had friends that we're not partners, but we have kind of, I call them kind of like satellite relationships where we're, you know, we engage in some level of intimacy. It's not always sexual. Right. And we'll, you know, like just to, in the, in the, in the kind of interim, like I have a friend who, you know, he's, you know, he's, he and I have never been romantic in the traditional sense. We have had sex, but we've never been romantic. He doesn't have romantic relations or like feelings for me. And I don't have romantic feelings for him. Um, but we have kind of filled in for each other at various times throughout our friendship. We call that friends with benefits. Right. But, but there's like the friendship matter. So like a lot of times people have friends with benefits scenarios it's really strange and it's, not, yeah, yeah, it's literally it's purely the, carnal. The yeah. only time that you interact with each other is sure. let me use your body so I yeah. can get off, right? Whereas these friendships are substantial and we f- are there for each other. And the the sex component is present, available, but not really a focal point of the engagement. 
which I think, which I think is the major difference between like, I'm going to call them vanilla. That's a Madame Pash called me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, yeah. Vanilla applications of these scenarios. Yeah. And, um, uh, informed applications of these scenarios. So you can, you can have a lot of different, you know, relationship styles, right? And that's a good thing about being poly is that you can, now that I will say, being poly is not like the the smart person's way to date. Like I get that I get sold, that town though sometimes. It's sold that way, but it's not. Okay. So I don't think I've ever once so she's monogamous and I've never once So she's monogamous with you? Yes. I have never once That's a whole thing to unpack yeah, too. Yeah. So I have n- I don't I don't believe that I have ever once told her that her being monogamous is invalid. You don't believe you have with me and she definitely has accused you of that. What do you mean? Is that what you mean? Like you said, I don't believe that I have meaning like she has she accused you of that? She has never no no no. Okay. No. Okay, I'm I, sorry. I, in in the time that we've been together, I've said this is who I am and the way that you are is also valid. And I don't talk down to people that are monogamous. Nor should you talk down to anybody. Sure. Yeah. But but a lot of people see it at see being poly and being able to I've definitely date. gotten that town yeah. a little bit. Date, yeah. date in this yeah, like we are progressive. Like, you guys are like, in the dark age. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys need just need to get with here it. To bestow our but knowledge maybe on you, you just yeah. want to fucking you see one person and you want to fucking be with them for the rest of your life, and that's fucking okay. Yeah. Right. right? And because Would you say that's a general consensus within the poly community. In other words, is monogamy looked down upon? Within the poly community? Mm-hmm. I think it's 50-50. I think... 50-50? Yeah, I think That's it's high. 50-50. Yeah. yeah. So I 50% th- of polyamorous people think monogamy is pretty much dumb. And people... I, th- I think a lot of people see it as obsolete. Um, But again, those... Or something t- based on tradition. Yeah. In the reality. This, yeah. I think, I think it's like people are like, oh, monogamy is a construct and all this other bullshit. Like, people can engage in whatever fucking style of relationship that they want. Whatever structure that looks like. Sure. If you, I mean, I know we've all heard fucking stories of marriages that were fucking loveless for years, and that's perfectly to fine. Me, that's marriage. No, just right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, no, we've, all, so though, yeah, we've, I we've always heard like, I mean, I know, I know people, like, I know a, a couple that you know they're a little older. It, oh, good job. God. So are those working now? I can't get sushi. Okay, I just need to explain what just happened. In case you heard a jostling and. A slight panic attack and a 911 call. That was for me because I just spilled beer all over myself. Execution style. And then these two laughed at me. I did. Should have. I laughed at, not with. Let's turn you Can you hear me now? Can you Hello. hear me now? Can you hear you now? All right. It's a wide bar. Hello. Hello. All right. Okay, I, think we're we're good. I think we're okay. Yeah. So anyways, that was I was saying panic attack. What were we saying? Nine one, on the panic one, attack. Yeah. So as I was having my second panic attack... <laughs> I'm not going to survive the podcast. You're I'm just really going to have not. a heart attack. Honestly, you should just keep that in. Put like three <laughs> seconds of silence and be like, there was there was another attack. I'm now updating you. <laughs> I just put like a tornado sound effect. That happened. I have had somebody walk in that door randomly that I didn't know. A stranger walked in. Yes. So what? just more first. Wait a minute. Really? Hold on, pause. My, yeah. Can we take a moment to realize that you he has to enter the house? Well, okay, I'll be, let me, I exaggerated. So he knocked on the door and kind of pushed the door open and was walking in. This door? Yeah, while well, I was having a okay. podcast with somebody. Yeah, no, no, but, but again, again, let's take into account he has to walk in your f- actual front door. No, there's a, there's a back stairs. Oh, the back stairs. So he oh, okay. walked up the back stairs 
There's oh, an okay. outside stairs. I, yeah, should, no, no, I, I, I usually show that. people that. After, oh, okay, yeah, I, I saw, saw that. that. Okay, so that's where he walked up, and he was like, "Is Moses here?" <laughs> and I was like, "Moses, no, the, he died a long time ago." No, the no, son of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I command you to leave. Yeah. So, yeah, that was weird. Thank the Lord. But anyway, so anyway, so were, back. Were there any questions that back, you had? That were oh, there? I got so many questions. <laughs> yeah. One one thing I want to say is I love the term demisexual. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a super cool idea. Yeah. That's just one of those words. Yeah. Which is you don't feel a sexual attraction until you feel an emotional connection. Yep, Correct. That's very much. How, how neat I is that? I mean, that's a good concept. I didn't know there was a word for it. Well, I mean, so know? I think I think a lot of femme identifying people tend to be that way. What is femme? Like uh, feminine. Female identifying. Yeah. Okay. So Okay. Oh, so you know, you know where the the friend zone fiasco. You were talking about the friend zone earlier. Yeah, I basically invented. Ironically, it. so yeah, <laughs> so so. But that being said, so have you noticed how like sometimes, not always, but sometimes, like the 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 girl. Let's use let's use that example. Um, the girl will be into a guy that is just nice to her over a period of time. It may not be the first the, the 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 first attraction, right? Like usually the bad boy or the fucking whatever gets the first round of the 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 girl's attraction, right? Right. And I but, usually get the scraps. Sure, that. and yeah. that you, you live your life. Um, <laughs> you freaking beta. Yeah, <laughs> beta. You guys insulted me, and I don't even. You might as well insult me in Chinese. <laughs> but anyways, so wait, you have to explain the insult now. Yeah. Oh, that's, you don't that's, know what a beta is. Oh no, that's a whole podcast you could do. You Red did, pillars. You didn't know what the fucking betas beta are. I don't know what anything is. Okay, so down, you're familiar sir, with the term. You're, you're, yeah, you're familiar with the term like alpha male, right? Well, yeah, that's me. What you tell? Yeah, what's the antithesis of an alpha male? A beta. beta. There you go. I call him a soy boy. Yeah, soy boys. There you go. That'll do it. But That'll that do could it. be its own podcast. How was the uh, How was the Red Trump Red rally? Boys. Tell me. It was fun. <laughs> you were at American Airlines Center. <laughs> no, that place was. That was crazy, though. My mom works down there, I guess, and she yeah. said it was, like, retarded. I knew a guy that was, actually went down there. He was, like, live fucking fu- Stream live it. streaming it. I'm like, dude, Jesus fucking Christ, eat a bullet. Yeah, be careful of those beers. They're uh, they're definitely lethal. 6.7. <laughs> yeah, that's why that. I got them, yeah. So. <laughs> I never know, you know? I just buy stuff. and Simple and effective. Yeah. but Simple and effective. Yeah, I'm a true. beer guy, though, so I'm, I'm pretty okay. Um, but... No, what I was going to say. Oh, actually, back to the to the partners um, conversation. So, uh, me and Kara have been together, and the progression of our relationship was one where we eventually became. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't start out as like a a, a master slave owner property relationship. It evolved into that over time. After talking and getting to know each other, a long negotiation involving years of talking. Because you the, never go from you know meeting someone to dating someone to having a 365, 24-7 master relationship. It's ludicrous to try to do that. So it took years of development, training, negotiation, consent, all those things. It's a fucking marriage. Like, it's beyond marriage, frankly. Um, And so... That's an interesting take. Yeah, it's because to a certain degree, a marriage still has the opportunity for divorce right there's still so you guys yes and no and no um she can leave she's welcome to and she has the opportunity to just walk away because we uh are for consent correct 
And so if, when she doesn't consent to, you know, something, she may leave. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's totally fine. Because that's what it and takes to have We're actually you know, 100% ethical out to her family. So, like, mm-hmm. her mom and dad know everything. Okay. Like, 100%. We talked about it over Thanksgiving. I kind of like that year. dynamic to, to all of this is mm-hmm. the... Um, Transparency. Yes, sure. that's a very important. We try theme, to be, especially with really polyamory, because yeah. if there is no Christ- transparency, then then it will fall apart. Sure. Well, that's true of any relationship. Sure. I think what's interesting, and this is why I keep saying it, it's not to like be directed into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like because, like, my thought about this is like, what can monogamy learn from polyamory? Uh, you guys have capitalized negotiation. On, negotiation. negotiation is You've the capitalized thing. on transparency. Sure. Communication. Understand? No, no. That's not to say. Now, that's also not to say that we have it figured out. Okay. Well, so you're still I'm, a human. Yeah. Being. So I'm still a yeah. human being. So there, I've had. So I've had many breaks up, make up, many breakups over the course of my life. Um, and so, yeah, and even this year, right? And mm-hmm. so some of those were because of you know bad communication. Some oh, of them yeah. because you know attraction fell off, like. There were a great many reasons, and I was broken up with a couple of times. So, you know, there were multiple reasons for each one of those scenarios. And so that being said, this isn't like this fucking golden ticket of relationship styles, right? And so the expectation that, like, oh, being poly is going to resolve all your fucking problems is ludicrous. So, Do like, some, some people think some that, would- though? Yeah, so people, yeah. some people are Die like... Diehard poly yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Would, you say <laughs> most, would you say most people get into it to solve a certain problem? No, no, no. no. Most people no. that are poly are poly because they don't know how to be any other way. Right. But in some cases, some people would say, like some people who are in poly would say that poly is monogamy and overdrive. Yeah. On, because you yeah. have to have that much more transparency, that much more that communication. Sure. Um, and so in that way, it can be a lot harder in some ways, like you have to be able to manage your t- time that much better. You need right. to be able to um, be affirmative know. of needs. Yes. Yes. Like, so, so let's say for instance, you and your girlfriend or your wife or your spouse or whatever have a need that is unfulfilled. Right. So we've talked about this just so you yeah. know. So, yeah. So no, but I'm just saying hypothetically, so you have that need that's unfulfilled. Right. But right. you see that they are, actively fulfilling other needs of theirs right. and not necessarily catering to your need in that moment. That's a completely different conversation than if you're in just a monogamous relationship and you're both just going without. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So if like, Oh, you so need- perfect example is if, um, you know, maybe one day he's giving his slave Kara, um, like a lot of positive affirmation and, you know, just telling her that she's pretty and stuff I might be jealous sometimes if I Do don't get feel. I mean, we work through it. I mean, jealousy is going to happen in lots of different types of relationships, and um, it's. I'm not jelly, jealous because I'm monogamous. I'm not jealous you're because jealous you're human. I'm just jealous because I'm human and because yeah. I feel. But you, you guys know, deal with that, and we deal with it as it comes. That's just all you have to do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so if you know when that happens, I might tell him. You know, we were at a convention a couple of weeks ago and I, we had to take a moment and I had to tell him that I was feeling that way, um, that maybe I wasn't getting a, a similar level of attention um, or specific types of attention that would make me feel better. 
Um, and then we worked through that and yeah. there didn't have and to be any, any ill feel, uh, any ill feelings between me and Kara. There didn't have to be anything else that needed to be well, addressed, and but to be fair, a lot of that had nothing to do with my actions. No, it didn't. It, it, it literally, so it was, so Kara doesn't come out much, um, by her own design. Like she's just not, introvert. yeah, she's an introvert and she's generally hardcore. And so, um, and she has for the last year or so been really like just kind of up in the house. Okay. And so what has happened is like, I talk about her a lot, right? I'm talking so about her So everyone knows her by name, but not sure. by face. And so I talk her up a lot and people had, who have known me for fucking while now. Years. Yeah. Haven't case, quite met haven't, her yet. Haven't quite met her yet. Because she doesn't like, go out. Yeah. And they're like, you know. Well, actually, my buddy uh, once, uh, like, uh, who I, we, we went and saw last night um, was like, you know, you keep telling me about this Kara girl, but I don't think she's real. Yeah, it was really funny. And he and I hang out a lot. and But I don't force her to come out and interact with me or, like, interact with other people with me. So, I mean, if she wants to be at home, I'm not going to Looking at her. smut. Usually slow burning on smut. Um, <laughs> smut. Porn. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. I'm still perplexed by yeah, the it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it. It, well, yeah. she doesn't watch it; she reads it, and that's oh, that's, that's right, that's yeah. right. So it's more like cerebral. So that's all. That's we'll talk about that. But anyways, so she doesn't go out, and that's so she, obviously so yeah. But what she but she's met, working on but it. But she met people that I've known in the community for a very long time, and they had heard about her, right? And they're like very complimentary to her. Just because of her personality, she's pretty charming, right? Like if like if you were to have met her, she's pretty charming. She's Is that the person mature. that didn't show up today that that you said you would have brought? Yeah, yeah. And so it was either going to be sushi or it was going to be Kara. But she's very self aware. She's very mature. She has. Uh, she's very personable. She's it's funny. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of zingers. Yeah. It's good. And so and so and literally, it's very hard to describe her as a person. It's very like it's. So what are you getting at? And so what I'm getting at is that when she was when she made it out to the to this event, she was very complimented. She was appreciated and she was welcomed That's with open arms. And she was like complimented a lot by no cause of my own, right? And so Sushi, who has met all these people already, like an overwhelming majority of the people were familiar and friends and already had interacted with her and have already complimented her a great deal, right? Like those words have already kind of come past their lips. And so they, being affirmative and friendly and being good as friends, they were like, but also this new person that we're meeting is also great. But all she there was, was no here, also. It was Kara's great. Kara's great. Kara's great. Kara's great. Kara's great. And Kara's I was like, great. hello. And they're yeah. like, Kara though. Look but at Kara. Have you seen Kara though? <laughs> like, and that that really affected her. Um, that affected I mean, me too. I mean, even yeah. even after the conversation that I had with Rev about the attention and stuff, we like went back to the table where Kara was, and people were like, "Wow, look at Kara and Kara, Kara." And I was like looking at him from the side and he's like i can't help this <laughs> i can't do anything i didn't create the scenario yeah but that's that's totally natural sure you know, that's just really natural yeah yeah sure and so but that's just one of the instances that yeah that's just an just example of, of an instance you guys have yes. to go through yeah. on a daily basis sure yeah. and that that's a normal and regular relationships sure. too mm-hmm. sure yeah. and yeah. so that. but that's what i'm saying it yeah. comes it it's not 
being poly comes with its very unique set of problems. Sure. That being monogamous doesn't. Right. Of course. Right. Because that exact scenario is very hard to create in a monogamous scenario. I think there's jealousy in... No, there you can be jealous, but it's very different to be jealous of affirmation that your other partner has in a shared yeah. space. That's definitely different. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's yeah. a very unique yeah. threaded needle scenario. Kind of interesting. And interesting. so, yeah. now that didn't affect her and Kara's relationship whatsoever. Nope. And you guys got over it. No, no, no. She, she had, I don't even know if she has an idea that I was feeling that way. Oh, she did. Um, but, but we didn't need to talk about it. We, we, you know, I just needed, you know, to have that affirmation at some other time. And, and literally two hours later, she totally got it. You totally got it. Would you date? I mean, you totally got it in a hypothetical situation. (laughs) Would you, would you date a non polyamorous person? Would you date somebody totally monogamously? Yes. So what is different about Mr. Teddy Bear? So for me, besides his face, like yeah, that's really nice. Uh, but for me, I am monogamous, and I and through this journey of being with a polyamorous person, I know that I am monogamous because I have had several instances in my life where I have loved a person so deeply, and um, that was just it for me. And then once the relationship would kind of fall apart and communication would be lacking and such. The second I had feelings for another person, I could not love that same person, the the first person the same way. It's not possible for me to be romantically attracted to two people in the same level of devotion and passion. It's just not possible for me. Some would argue that's objectively true, like that no one can. Right. I totally can. (laughs) Right. Okay. All right, no, well, no, that's, no, that's no, 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 no. But that's two schools it. of no, 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 thought. But yeah. I, would, I would like to hear. Yeah, I would like to hear I your... cut you off. I apologize for that. Um, but that's, that's how I feel personally. And so I know that that's why I'm monogamous. Now, the reason why um, I've attempted to have this monopoly relationship with Rev is because he's very transparent. He's more transparent than probably any partner that I've ever had. Mm. Um, he has, uh, even through all of the poly i wouldn't call them issues but hiccups that we have um it just we're able to work through it we're also stubborn pieces of shit we are stubborn pieces of shit so this is gonna have to work out unless one of us dies yes so So no no so like i am a ride or die i'm a ride or die bitch yeah and he is a ride or die man and, and so we're both writing. Yeah. And so here's, here's the funny <laughs> you're thing. You're saying so, you're going to be together forever. Yes. Yeah. And so the scenario, there's no way around so here's it. the thing. So anytime like, we have an issue with, with the poly or my jealousy or what he calls my insecurities or whatever, we have to make it through it. So like literally the other day, like not that <laughs> long ago. By sheer force someone, of will. Someone named that marriage. Yeah. Like that's the point so, of yeah. marriage. And so, to, no, we're, we're have to work through kink it. married, right. but. That that being yeah, said, yeah, we call ourselves. Uh, I coined the term because he doesn't really like monogamous marriage. He mm-hmm. he has been exposed to several instances where you know people have cheated, even though they had a ring on their finger, or um, you know there's always divorce and it's always an option and that sort of thing. When in comparison, he's seen many different people in the kink community who've been master slaves, dom subs, and they have been 
die hard for each other. And they just work well, through it. And they and they just yeah, but keep can that just be your on. sample size? I mean, I'm sure there's course, a lot of, of successful course. marriages. And out so there, like. and so to kind of come to a happy medium to where I can feel like happy and and validated and <laughs> it's fifty and and, valif- yeah. and uh, validated in my kind of monogamous you know side, but while also still respecting his um, you know belief on um, traditional marriage, I call ourselves kink married. And so, um, we, did you ever get real married? Um, no, he would not. Obviously. Um, but, yeah. but I, you know, at different points in my life have wanted to be, but I'm not really compelled to the idea because my parents, uh, they divorced when I was like seven and it had a profound effect on me. And of course, you know, cause childhood trauma. As you do. And so, uh, and then, uh, another thing that affected me about marriage in particular, not to get too off topic, but my mom had gotten married in a courthouse to my stepdad. Uh, and she told me like, on a Tuesday and she's like, Oh yeah, last Thursday we got married. And I was like, what? What? Without telling, you? Without nope. telling me, without no bringing me, without telling me it was like six days heck? ago. What? Yeah. And, and so that had a profound effect on me on well, as me as well, because I just, it was like, well, what's the point? Like, like, and then I really considered it. I must've been like nine or so. And I really considered it. And I was like, what is the point for people to get married like is it the uh, is it to prove to other people your love for each other is it to prove the amount of money that you have is it to validate your devotion to each other like what I think it's is the first it, and third thing there what is it really to different people and so between rev and i when we got kink married in the kink community, it's more about collaring. Collaring is basically how you get engaged and you marry each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that, does that denote uh, exclusivity? Exclusivity. Not to necessarily. A, to a certain degree. Like, and I so think... you can have a master-slave relationship and that be, you know, fine and well, but a master can have more than one slave and it's potentially possible for um, a slave or a sub to have a dom and a master or an owner. And it's really complicated. It's really complicated. Um, I'm I'm trying to keep it simple, uh, but basically... uh, Any scenario you can imagine is possible. It's possible. Everything's possible. Um, Podcast over. Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, But the the point that's being made here is that with... um, you know, being kink married to be collared is very, very um, highly recognized as something that's very powerful. So people who are devoted to each other, people who plan to be with each other for a long time, usually engage in a collaring. Now, it, it when you go into like new age kink and leather kink, it can be much more serious versus so, not. So like, but like he has a good example of that. So like typically the the leather standard is a year and a day of negotiation or consideration. And then after a year and a day of consideration, then you are collared. If at the end of that year and a day, you have, you still feel the same way about each other. And I've considered adopting that system because it's not bad. Right. So if I'm going to feel the same way about you after, like, as I did, you know, day fucking 10 or whatever as you know a year and a day later then this probably has some legs right um so something that really 
we really rarely talk about is like new relationship energy because relationships don't like monogamous relationships don't really talk about new relationship energy. Well, one, you mean like a honeymoon phase? Yeah. 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 The, the, the honeymoon phase, call it the puppy dog era or, or like the puppy love phase is so NRE is something that a lot of poly people chase. Well, I, any, I mean that that would be a testament to my high school life of serial dating. It's sure, just chasing mm-hmm. the high of sure. relationship of new relationship energy, right? So versus me, who is a serial monogamous, where I will die on that hill <laughs> until <laughs> that would, the relationship make you serial though. I mean, if well, you're... no, because I mean, I am the type of person that would enter a relationship with the intention of not letting go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I find <laughs> fascinating about you, though, that you're still willing to let somebody else. You because know. it's it's not my place to control somebody else. Um, I mean, it's like pretty American to be like, or libertarian to be like, all right, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't impede on my rights. Right. It's the same thing with a lot of poly things. And that's you know just something that you have to think about where it's, you know, he has the right um, to be able to go about his day, to interact with people that he wants to. Um, now, will it affect me? Well, it depends on, like, if it's casual sex. That's my opinion. I'm not really into that. And so that could have an effect on our relationship. But he still has the right to do that. Now, is that going to, like, affect our relationship? Maybe. But you still have the right to do that. And I can't just all of a sudden be like, no, you're not allowed. And then he goes sit in a corner. Like, it's not. because right, then you're not accepting him for who he exactly. is. Exactly. Right? Well, yeah. And, and the amount of emotional maturity you guys seem to have, or at least have to have, is yes. kind of. Cra- not crazy but astounding yeah you need to be like- able to self-reflect <laughs> a lot you need to be able to sit down with there's yourself a lot of and personal you have auditing. to you have there's to. a Otherwise lot of personal, personal auditing in this so like uh posh uh that you had here before like yep. we're very close she's and awesome she is pretty awesome yeah and so you know she's in a couple of like poly structures whatever mm-hmm. and so like her gentleman is a dear friend of ours and a oh, you're just asking person. for it yeah oh, yeah. yeah and this is my favorite by the way yeah it's a good time i don't know what that shit was There's but that shit is yeah. fuego oh isn't it, it is it's fucking, fuego and it's it. fucking amazing we're drinking um tangerine sponsor Expre- me please tangerine yeah, you know i should people pay for this you know what? i'm not gonna tell <laughs> anybody stone. what this brand is if you, wanna, I said if you it. want some advertising you can hit me up it's fucking stone tangerine express ipa that shit is fucking fire it's fire and it's <laughs> li- it's lighting my buddy teddy bear up here <laughs> it's called and papa bear bro Get papa bear. my bad my bad my bad papa bear. and uh my friend um, sushi person. Sushi person. That's wisely. Yeah, it was so funny the day, the day okay. that she met me. She was like, "Who's this bad sushi?" Okay, sushi person. <laughs> that was it. All right. So I ran into a. So I did a bunch of research last night, and I'm utterly interested in this. Good. I'm, I'm really invested because I think this is so neat. Sure. Because the whole thesis of the podcast is to learn about other people and subcultures in order to understand yourself better. Sure. What can we learn from you? What can I learn from you? A, a vanilla moron. Like, what can I learn from you two? Sure. Well, so, for, any, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to... That was the question. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, how dumb... No. Okay. How dumb am I? How like, dumb do I sound? Oh, right? no. no. I'm just joking. Okay, so um, I ran into this, like, person who wrote a polyamorous book. In her website, she had a per, a random person write in with a question. And she answered this question. So 
I'm going to pitch you guys both this question. Okay. okay. And see what you guys think of it. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is her. I'm writing because I was wondering if you know of any resources for polyamorous people who are planning pregnancy and planning to start a family. My husband and I are talking about trying to have a kid later this year. It's something I want, but extreme. But I'm extremely nervous about how it will affect my relationship with my boyfriend. My friends have had babies, and I can see that being a new parent is all-consuming. Practically, I don't know how I'll start a family with my husband, give a given a baby is a 24-7, she means given a baby that is 24-7 care, and uh, I'll have to have the time and energy to maintain a relationship with my boyfriend at the same time. What do I do? First of all, get a slave. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so in that scenario, so we've actually So the dilemma about- is she wants to have a baby sure, with her husband, no. but doesn't want that portion to ruin the relationship with so, her boyfriend. So, okay. So how would that- you guys go well, about Well, what I'm considering here is that in the question, she doesn't address how the boyfriend feels about it. I think she hasn't addressed it to him yet. Sure. So she's thinking about having a baby with her, her husband and I have just, and her have discussed it. And she doesn't know how to approach the boyfriend okay, with it. Okay, so here's the first okay. question is, who's going to be the father of the, of the child? The husband. Theoretically. Okay, cool. Uh, as far as I can get In theory, this, we're yeah. assuming as much mm-hmm. anyways. Because I've actually known partnerships, right, that... Um, I mean, there's surrogacy. Yeah. There's a lot of different... So I, I knew, I knew a, a, a couple that they, were, they went through, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, fertility treatment? Yeah. And whichever whichever fucking sperm hit the fucking egg was the good one. They didn't care. They had some fertility issues, and it was literally the just DNA a matter test of, afterward. Huh? They, they did. They didn't care. They they just wanted a child. Mm-hmm. As far as they were concerned, they didn't care if it came from a fucking random hobo under six thirty five. They were just worried about <laughs> making sure. I mean, that, some people no, would care. No, but I'm just saying, like, as far as like who the who I'm pretty the, sure some people. Would care. No, no, no. But <laughs> yeah. like, as far as they were concerned, their child was their child, and that was it. Okay. Okay. So, because here's the thing. So in all reality, like once you make it past this whole like fucking ego bullshit of like, oh, it's my sperm or my egg or whatever. It becomes possessive. It's still your like a spiritual component. No, no, no. But it's still your kid. So like we have talked about having a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so. Because write or die. Obviously, we got to have those questions. I just write the right questions, don't I? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So we've talked about having a kid. Okay. And so the expectation is that I'm actually probably going to have a surrogate. Okay. Why? Be- basically because I never want a child to be weaponized against me. Uh, I don't ever want to have a, um, a custody is that battle. One? Is that the only reason? You yeah. just don't want to have it weaponized against you? Yep. I do not want a custody battle to ever be part of um, a child's life that is my child. You could still have a custody battle, couldn't you? Not if you're... If not you if, both adopt? No, no, not if, you're, not if you have sole like, custody of a child. Would you not be sharing custody with? No. So theoretically, well, that's why he wants a surrogate. Theoretically, I have a child with person X, and then they just give me the kid, and then I'm technically a single dad. But she would be mom. She would be mom. Kara would be mom. Noah that's would in be his mom. in his ideal scenario. In my okay. ideal scenario, okay, is a is one where we share. Like I truly believe that it takes a village to raise a child. I truly believe that. And so when I was raised, yes, I had my mother. Father was absent, but I had my grandmother. I had my grandfather. I had my aunts and my uncles. We were all a unit together. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So the expectation that like if I were to have a kid, my family, my chosen family would be no different in that if I have chosen these people to be integral parts of my life, like I have no problem with Dallas being part of my kid's life. I have no problem with like Noel being a part of my kid's life. I have no problem with, you know, sushi being a part of my kid's life. And I certainly don't have a problem, with, you know, having Kara be a part of my kid's life. So why would I limit their influence on the kid's life? But wouldn't you be limiting the influence on their life by not having a baby with one of them? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're, you're purposely. No, 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 no. So, so, so with Kara, Kara has very specifically said, I don't want to have a child. Okay. But I don't want to create a child because of a litany of different chemical issues. Okay. And what about sushi? Uh, Sushi, we're kind of 50, 50 on it. Uh, She doesn't necessarily want to physically have the kid. She's more of the belief that she wants to be the egg donor for the kid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Okay. So she, are you talking about in in vitro? So I want, I have like, so I'm a, I was a biology teacher. I have like a degree in life science and stuff. So I am very of the belief of like heredity, like and stuff. And, and like, I want the child to be of like my blood and, and things like that. I know it's real weird, but that's really it's, not weird. <laughs> um, but like, that's really important to me. And as much as I'd be that's totally, not weird, yeah. um, as much as I'd be willing to be up, uh, not up for adoption be okay with adoption <laughs> i'm a little old for that um as much as i would be okay with adopting a child and treating them as my own that would be totally fine at some point in my life it is important to me to have um a child that you know comes from me like i don't i know it's yeah, like to a some degree to like, some it degree have to be out of your and i'm and i'm not uterus, really like super sold in like Oh, I have to do it because I mean, I I have. But you had, certainly wouldn't mind. I I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't really protest it at a certain point. I mean, I'm only 24, so it's like okay, it's a little down the line for me. Yeah. But um, I know that given my 32, but given my uh, like history with like body image issues and and things like that, it would that, affect a lot of things. It would affect me probably psychologically if I had a kid, which is, which is true. And that's my as well. and that's my biggest concern, really, because I know that I'm at any time I would be a great mom. I know I would be like mama bear, like hardcore. <laughs> Ready to kill like, anyone that came after him or her. It would certainly be a big step. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I'm open to but like some level of there, surrogacy yeah. and stuff. But there is there is a level of like, and I don't know if you want me to talk about, that, but like there's some uh, like a level of dysmorphia that is already existing, uh, and then adding the just inherent changes that pregnancy is going to create mm-hmm. is all is going to just compound potentially that's issues. my main issue yeah. really so like there's always the possibility of like so i don't know how for much me it's stretch marks because yeah. i already have a lot of stretch so, marks like yeah. on my legs and, and, so, and a lot of different areas of my body for no reason other than being a prepubescent child that was a little thicker yeah. and it's just <laughs> thicky, thicky, it, yum, yum. It, it fucks with my head i've got like inch inch deep like just really thick scars on the back of my knees and even that still affects me even though they haven't gotten worse. I mean, I know that if I had a yeah, kid... Yeah, but look, you still got a great guy who 
I know. Someone Plus still you. loves me. People love you. Um, I like you. Yeah. But, but yeah. And so, but and so I know that there's ways to like mitigate yeah. those and so, issues. And then with Noelle, well, she's a trans woman. So like mm-hmm. mechanically, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sh- she, she presents as a woman. No, she is a woman. Okay. And so like... Wait, explain that further. So she is. Yeah, she so isn't. you're going to confuse people, babe. Okay. No, I just so, want to be clear. That's it. Yeah. yeah so, so she was assigned male at, uh, male at birth and then she like transitioned. Through hormone therapy yeah. and such. Okay. And, a few and, years, uh, a year ago. Got it. Okay. And so, cool. but yeah. And so it's one of those things where she would love to be, you know, the surrogate or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just not mechanically possible. Right. Along with some dysmorphia. Yeah. And so I think that'd be pretty affirming, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at on that. Is that 50 yeah. probably a surrogate. And so, yeah, that's it, where we're and at. So we're, with, with Kara, <laughs> although she has a perfectly viable body, big issue there is that she, there's some chemical issues. Anxiety and depression. Yeah. And mostly. so, so her mom had pretty severe postpartum depression. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. Like those things tend to be hereditary, and so the last thing I want to do is lose Kara because she had a kid for me. Yeah, you know, um, I don't want to lose anybody because they had a kid for me. But that's like that one's a pretty strong. It'd be one. pretty dark. And so, yeah, like, I mean, and I don't, I don't mean to, like, trivialize any of this. Yeah, I don't mean to trivialize any anything, but like. For anybody that knows my relationship with Kara, um, the 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 idea of losing her as a person is very detrimental. Sure, right? like any relation, like it's powerful relationship. Me losing a relationship with with Sushi is detrimental, but like we have we have gone through a lot, right? And so perceive like conceivably by that point we've been all together almost ten years and. You know, having her a lot of have a kid and lose a kid—that's that's powerful stuff. Sure. You know? And so, yeah, if we could just you know not do that and then just find another avenue where it's more you know likely, and then she doesn't have to deal with dysmorphia and Noel doesn't have to deal with all these other things. Like it's dysmorphia meaning just stretch marks. That uh, it's a lot of things. I mean, okay. she's she's six four. And it's it's just like there's a lot of different things that okay. causes the dysmorphia. Okay, like finding clothes is an issue. Yeah. I mean, just basic girl things. Yeah, and then okay. and then sushi not dealing with her own set of issues. Like for us, it's easier to find a surrogate. Gotcha. Like finding a surrogate is actually the simplest solution. Man, this is heavy. Yeah, yeah. it gets heavy. This we is heavy. Told you this is going to be multiple episodes. <laughs> I'm I'm totally down with that because I feel like there's probably no way I'm going to be able to understand. But but one thing I really want to say is that I really really appreciate you guys sitting down with me to to actually and being candid, yeah, and opening well being candid and opening up about your personal lives, yeah, I mean, for sure. But what you're doing is for the benefit of so many people sure. that mm-hmm. listen to this and can see you guys are human beings, yeah, who yeah. are. Who love each other sure. and yeah. promote community, sure. yeah, and take each other into consideration. Your feelings and thoughts, it's and our not, differences. It's really, oh, yeah. it's really not that crazy. Yeah. It and just so, isn't. So, like to to, I mean, really, so. if you want to break it down, like me and Sushi have very different standards of what 
I laugh hour, a little bit I, every time you say yeah. sushi. Yeah. 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 Every, I'm like, I'm hungry. It yeah. would probably make you laugh, too, yeah. that I got that username back from when I was playing Club Penguin. <laughs> oh, wow. Bad sushi. So, so me and, that actually me, makes yeah, me happy. Yeah. Okay, me, good. Yeah. <laughs> so me and sushi have very different standards of what our ideal relationship looks like. Um, yeah, I, I, I glean that. gather that I glean that. And so... And that, that to me is pretty interesting. That right. you guys still work this but out. But we make yeah. it work. Well, there's a level of compromise. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we negotiate, and our negotiation is perpetual. Sure. Ongoing. And it would be. And mm-hmm. so... And it will, I mean, it will be. Yeah. And so, that being said, you know, the the hill on which you die tends to be the one where you're not willing to renegotiate. Right. When you're not willing to acknowledge that things have shifted or changed or adjusted. And that tends to be a very unhealthy space to be in, in, you know, in the general sense. And Mm -hmm. that's of life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you can't say, hey, I fucked up. Hey, I need to make a change. Hey, I've, you know. This happened. We need to readjust. Yeah, this happened. We need to readjust. That's usually the thing that kills you. The thing about the two of us is that we're too fucking stubborn to to give up give up on each other because full disclosure stubborn really the yeah. word I mean yeah, no, it no no like, no it's no, it really stubborn. is because we because so, a lot disclosure. of we, we've like been really arguing for like so many different yeah, things yeah, for, so, full, and we have not yeah, come yeah, up with a resolution yeah, but we're still like yeah, fuck let's yeah, keep trying yeah, yeah. Full, <laughs> full disclosure that sounds it like, is, it sounds is, like dedication it's and actually it's actually easier like absolutely transparent right now. Yep. It is easier for us to break up, go our separate ways. And find just someone else. Fi- her find some monogamous guy in probably the kink community and me just find some other person that's some level of cucky and polyamorous or poly adjacent and just call it a goddamn day. What stops you from doing that? I fucking love the bitch. And I love you, you too. <laughs> that's it. I can feel it in the air tonight. I feel Collins. It was Phil Collins. Yeah, that was the drum roll. Alan John. Yeah, that was the drum fill. That was the drum fill, man. I'm definitely putting that in right now. Right when you guys said, "I love it." Post editing beauty. See that? That's what's so cool about you two is that you know you have you have prioritized what's really important. You know and. uh I think that's that's awesome. It's it's not weird. It's not weird. But I think that it's not normal because it's not mainstream. You yeah, know I mean? it's not traditional. Exactly. Certainly, people want to know what I love about my audience is that they are utterly fascinated. Like when I did um, the flat Earth guy, they all realized, like you know, as you know, like they all realized, like that guy's not the guy's a human being. Like, yeah, he's not an utter. I mean. There's many points at which I disagree, <laughs> and and that's something that we try to promote. Like even in even in the I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow you in the even, even in the kink community, we're always trying to promote humanity. So here's one I wrote down: Can polyamory exploit women and favor men? Um. So with that question, it's important to consider like what. Is the context? What are the intentions? How are things being negotiated in the poly? Um, I just mean, do some people do that? Um, I definitely think that it's possible. I definitely wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I've never seen it personally because the spaces that we engage in are very consent negotiation and and safety heavy. Um, 
but it's definitely possible and without the proper resources and the proper um, knowledge, someone could definitely be um, taken advantage of in in those kind of but spaces. But you say you, you haven't seen it because I feel like. But that, yeah, I it haven't. Could be an easy I I wouldn't just be like. Yeah, I know. wouldn't say that. Uh, it's seen much because in our community in particular, we have people who are constantly trying to, um, you know, keep people safe, keep people aware. Um, you know, uh, like we have several classes about, um, how tops doms or whatever should negotiate, how, how we should, um, have safe words and things like that. And it's the same thing in terms of relationships. And so we kind of, cross over a lot of those practices to keep ourselves safe and to teach others how to be safe in their own relationships and to avoid miscommunications and such. But can it happen? Yeah. But um, people try to help out as much as they can as a community. But if someone is trying to be solo in poly, definitely could happen. And I bet Rev could really answer that question if he's seen anything. The question. The question is, can polyamory exploit women and favor men? Yes and no. Which is kind of what I said. So basically, it depends on what your standard is of your relationships. So some people tend to lean in, you know, the direction of male-dominated relationships, which I think is more traditional, Mm -hmm. arguably. Um, and then other relationships tend to lean in the direction of female authoritative relationships. Yeah, female-led relationships. So, like, we've had, I think it is generally more accepted for the dominatrix to be a thing than it is to be a domineering man. What do you mean? Like, in popular culture. What do you mean? Like in popular culture. Oh, you're saying that the dominant speaking, man is generally the bad guy versus yeah, the dominatrix is, is seen is an as, empowerment as an empowered of woman. woman. Yeah. Okay. But so like in the question, it was talking about um, how like some people could be taking advantage of. And I was kind of thinking along the lines of like maybe if Gorian culture is, you know, taken the wrong way. Sure. Because, I mean, maybe you can talk about what that's all about. I mean, so, well, I'm not Gorian, so. No, no, he's not Gorian, but he understands Gorian culture sure. and the miscommunications that could easily happen, misconceptions that so could like, easily be present. So, circa 1960 or something, there was um this guy who wrote. Are you still talking? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, we went into yeah. a little yeah. a little bit no, about Gorian that, culture was, so and how that, that relates circa, to this. I literally just changed my life. Yeah, circa, <laughs> circa 1960 or so. Or in the 60s now. Yeah. All right. It's Some guy uh, named John Norman decided to write a couple of books called um, The Tarnsman of Gore. Right? And that is actually the, for good or for ill, the building blocks of modern BDSM okay. in a lot of ways. Okay. Right. So there are two different, there are two different schools of kink, okay. right? There is old gay leather, which started in, in, in uh, post-World War II in uh, San Francisco in gay leather culture. Okay. And then there were the Gorians who created this entire Star Wars-esque world as a side effect of John Norman books. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the term master and slave came from. And that's In where that a lot context. Of, yeah. That's where the slave poses came from. So slave like, dances. Slave dance. 
all of that shit interesting came from john mm-hmm. norman books cool and the guy's written like dozens and dozens right. of books right. it's but, a lot but basically of books. in that world women are meant to be enslaved and and the men have power and there it's were very fair, patriarchal and, and there were very few women who were allowed to be free correct um and maybe you can talk about how that translates and there was to also an world. escalation of virginity Right. Right. But so, talk like, about how that relates to like real world practice now. Like sure. how there's so, two different ways to go about it. So there's more than one more than two, but um there tend to be people who have the approach of like So the question I, I think originally was do I think that um polyamory tends to be male centric? No, can polyamory be exploited by men to exploit women. Basically. I mean, can it and does it? Can, it I can. People really want and that. it does. Okay. Yes and yes. Okay. Is that always the case? No. No, of course not. So, okay. because of the nature of man, usually, I think, and I'm saying lizard brain man, uh, we tend to be hunters, and we tend to also be gatherers. So I don't know too many. Uh, men, regardless of orientation, that would not say yes to a scenario where they are surrounded by potential partners. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, if you could build a harem for yourself of yeah. people that you found attractive... Oh, yeah. That's why, like, when I watched that the polygamy dude, mm-hmm. I was just like, this guy's just motorbiking through the mountains and just getting just surrounded by females, basically. Sure. Yep. So, like, given given your druthers, would you be, if, you know, if you could ethically do this within your code of ethics, would you be opened up the possibility of having more than one partner? I could barely satisfy one partner. That's fair. <laughs> That's, and I'm with you. But I can actually not <laughs> even satisfy one. But here I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a really bad joke by me, but anyway. Okay, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I I, would it. I be open? Um, I think I would, like, so... Okay, I'll answer it this way. I would... I'm, I don't know. I don't know. So, hypothetically... Yeah, because I was I don't see... To... It's like this. I don't see anything wrong with it for other people to do it. And, and no, I'm talking about you. Uh, yeah. I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about fucking Steve or Jim. Well, I'm the talking about I say that you is, right now. It's like... I don't... When I watched that show, and this is this is all this is all. Uh, when I watched that show, there seemed to be, well, there's certainly yeah. See, this is this is why I'm this is why it's interesting. It's sure. like there's so many weird dilemmas with. There's it. nuance, a lot of nuance. There's so much. It's like you almost can't even unpack it all at once. It's like so, the pol- because there's multiple relationship, it just causes so much emotional chaos between them. But the same could be said with monogamous relationships. You can cause plenty of damage there too so here's here's the thing that people don't account for right so instability is an individual choice okay okay so we all have our own mental health issues sure whatever they are Mm -hmm. we come to the relationship with those yes okay um i tend to lack empathy she's a little angry kara is a little distant at times Noel's a little neurotic. Okay. We come to the table with that. Okay. So that 
so if me and all my other partners so if we were to remove our other partners her the things that are issues between me and I are, are still issues right, right right the but issues what are you that, getting at what I'm like you're me, real you're yeah. real over here hold on hold on He's going to bring it home so hard. I'm going to bring it home. I know he is. It's coming. All right. So the issue, like if me and Noel were just a thing, her neuroses is still a thing. If me and Kara were just a thing. Okay, we got it. Move on. Hold on. Let me stop. No, but like I really don't know where this is going and it's taking way too long. You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to. You should be on every podcast episode I have. Right. Just please. Sure. Sure. She really does a good job of this. Yeah. Um, What I'm getting at is that the existing issues of every relationship are always going to be there, right? Because they're the individual components of each individual. Sure, everyone brings their baggage into a relationship. Sure. Yeah, and so whether you're poly, whether you're monogamous, whether you're anything, right? Your your yeah, there's problems no matter your, what. Yeah, your yeah, your 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 package of needs sure doesn't okay. Change. But what what does that have to do with the question? So if a, if an individual, so like part of part of my part of my package of needs. Uh-huh. Is needing a lot of attention. So you are polyamorous because you need to get your attention. Correct. Is that the sole reason? Not the sole reason. It's that I don't know how to not be this way. I've tried to be monogamous. Could you possibly learn? I've tried. I know, but could legitimately. You? I, I mean, I can, anything is learnable. That's what I mean. In theory, I mean, I could, I could learn to fucking build a rocket ship. Well, well, some people in the armchair would probably say, well, try therapy. They, you learn a lot of different skills and things yeah, there. Yeah, but I've been through therapy. I've okay. been through many, many years of therapy. Do you feel like it's failed you? It's not failed me. It's okay. it's fulfilled its need, its service, right? I feel better for it. It, doesn't, it didn't make me less desiring of having multiple partners. The thing is, we all would probably desire multiple partners. I mean, right. or what you call it? Would you call it lizard brain? Yeah, we all probably would. Sure, you know, the the except the, me, except except Miss Sushi over here. Every time you say sushi, I just want to go eat it. Yeah, Betty, I, I love I, sushi I, so I, much. I eat sushi right now. <laughs> um, I think the part of the what some monogamous would call the beautiful part is the fact that you're willing to overcome that. Like that, though you are inclined to be non-monogamous mm-hmm. you choose them over that so denial defines validity in relationships some would call it sacrifice yeah some but would, some but, would say it's like i'm sacrificing this sure. reptilian part for you but but i guess my question is if that is a component of your individual happiness so you're also saying that i would i would rather not fulfill my like the components that would make me happy in order to fulfill this archaic standard of what a relationship is supposed to look like i think there's like a difference between like like for instance i'm a musician sure like if the girls with hated the fact that i'm a musician sure. and i couldn't play music that is different than right. me saying i just like a lot of girls you know to me that's different than saying no I'm, no no but for but it's similar right so be so to me it's it's part of how I communicate. Sure. Right. So my I guess I So we all have our art, right? You have your music and your whatever other avenues you have. For me, largely it is interacting with new people. I like that too. Right? 
And so it speaks to me on a very guttural level. Now, do I always have to engage in some self, some level of sexual congress with these people? Absolutely not. But that's why you're polyamorous, though. It's because you do need that need fulfillment. No, 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 no. So that's a misconception. So for him in particular, he really enjoys experiencing new people, like learning about them and, and being able to engage like with them. this and is a good time. Like, like this is great. Getting to know you is a really good and, time. And that goes back yeah. to like more in the kink community. You guys community are great, where, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you. We, I love you all very um, much. But, yeah. but when we, that goes back to what I was saying about like headspace and how we can, you know, achieve happiness and delight and, and um, uh, gratification through cerebralness so we can you know enjoy time with someone we can communicate with someone and it doesn't have to be sexual it goes back to that so in the same way that he, but in his case it is sexual not necessarily, not necessarily. okay and maybe so, I misunderstood. so let's let, let's circle back around to my relationship with noel is the 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 one you're engaged to no 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 noel's the trans woman who's six okay. four and okay. can cross you over no big deal fiance okay. was nicole by the way yeah the fiance with nicole <laughs> Let's just call her Beyonce. I don't know. Feet. Beyonce. Beyonce. We'll call her Queen B. Oh my God. But anyways, so, but yeah, so. But, but you were, so you're in a relationship with her for two years and after two years you felt like you needed to bring So here's the real fucked up thing about it. Okay, go ahead. So she was, so you remember Weird Science, right? Like the movie Weird Science? Science? The weird, the movie Weird Science. Uh Uh-huh. You never watched Weird Science? Uh Uh-huh. So basically. Yeah, so basically in this film, these two guys created this girl out of a computer. Okay. So supposedly the perfect yeah. woman. It was Kelly LeBlanc. Oh, okay. Right. And okay. and so she, you know, they put like perfect tits, perfect body, perfect face, okay, perfect hair. Okay, I remember hair, this. Yeah. Right? This is ringing well, yeah. And so they produced Kelly LeBlanc. And in that film, they weird scienced a perfect girl and she had an English accent. And she was she was Rude. seductive <laughs> and erogenous and just walking, talking. You're a reader, aren't you? No, I'm not. Way too much good vocabulary. No, anyway. he, he is just you a are person. so a reader. I'm really not. No, he's not. Anyways, so that being said, she she helped them find their partners, but their ideal image was this girl, right? This physical like manifestation yes. of perfection. That was my fiance. In that moment in my life. Okay. Okay. She she had a she had the look that I was looking for in that moment in my life. Like ticked off every box. But they weren't necessarily compatible based on what his but needs were and what her between needs were. The ears, nothing. To oh, be to be more direct in the real issue here. Yeah. So like we can and she is met her. I met her and I was concerned. A big deal. Yeah, yeah so she 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 actually made the commentary. Oh my god, she's so fucking hot, but nothing going on upstairs. <laughs> yeah, am it's, I wrong? Call me a liar. It's Call un- me a fucking it's, liar. It's so, unbelievable. So in, in this like, instance, you were... how, how hot is she? Okay, but babe, back. We're going Hold on. back. We don't need to be going down. No, I want to know out of ten, honestly. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but just nothing. Okay. Going so on. anyway. But your motivation wasn't sexual in this instance. Yeah. It was really you're just understimulated mentally. Yeah. And so and you so, like, seeked it out. So, yeah, just think about it for a second. You have all the things you think you want. I mean, could you not just read a book? No. You know what I mean? Could you not? So what this is, this goes back to like and real. And I'm being purposely devil's advocate. No, 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 absolutely. And, and so like one thing that's important to note about Rev is that he is 
Uh, so I'm a teacher, and so this information is relevant to me. And once he told me this, everything like got put in perspective for me. But he okay. told me that he was raised um, in in like GT classrooms where he was basically stimulated a lot by different problems, and he had to fix them. And he was basically kind of trained to be in this constantly stimulated in, environment where he's just constantly absorbing information, doing the things with it, processing kind of it, right? And so for him to be in kind of a monogamous situation, it's it's understimulating more than anything. He can be satisfied in a monogamous relationship, but if he's understimulated, it is detrimental to his health. The thing is boring. Get All relationships get boring, though. All relationships get boring. Not true. Not true. They're always exciting at all times. It's not about excitement. It's that's the excitement and stimulation are not the same thing, my dude. I agree. You're not. You're conflating two issues. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a difference between. So and now, me and Sushi are very similar. Like literally, okay. So I'll use yeah, today. Smart, of yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> but let's use today as an example. Yeah. Okay. So today we dealt with a couple of just necessary things to do. Very to, adultly, I, did. Very I went to the tax things. office twice. You guys must mature, emotionally yeah. mature. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but that being said, you know how the tax office twice. You know, you know, yes, you know, you know what, the whole thing. You, you know what great thing we did today? What we. We deconstructed the flavor of a Shake Shack burger. Dog. It must have been good. And fries. Dog and fries. And, it must have been good. And the shake. Yeah. The little... The, so the, literally... Yeah. It must have we, been good. We deconstructed like the flavor profile of fucking fast food. The texture, the... You know the lack of onion. We yeah, that's did why you're everything. not bored in this relationship. Though. Exactly. But that's what I mean. And it's those small moments. But that, how long have you guys been together? You too. Since, since March. Officially since March. Okay, officially, since so. March. So, but what about two years from now? That when you so constructed every burger in America. It's low. It's little things like that though that make things. It puts it in perspective. Okay, because here's, here's my to, real question then. Yeah. What if that ends? I'm not saying it will, or sure. implying it. Just. Just you know what I mean? Just as a thought experiment. Live your life. Say if, your truth. If that's if that ends, does is that means for the relationship also to end? No. The in my in my approximation, honestly, the only sur- uh, scenario where our relationship ends is if we stop trying. Hmm. But wouldn't boredom like we will not be bored together? Like the way that we run our are, lives. Though? I am someone that needs to be stimulated. If I am understimulated, I actually go into depressive and anxious spouts. Not of anger, just regular anxious and anxiety. Even though she got anger right And and you saw the fire. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) and for him, absolutely an asshole. Do you want any water or anything? Oh, I could. I could probably have a water. You want? I'll get you a water bottle. Yeah, that would probably help. Sure. Yeah. But, um, so same thing with him, like he needs to be stimulated and stuff. And so we love going out mm-hmm. and we have a lot of similar interests. Our humor is, eh, he's, he has like, no, y'all, y'all have a good, yeah, we have a good, we're getting good yeah. banter, getting good, good bants. Y'all are good. But, but, yeah. uh, you know, we share the same memes. Like we have a lot of things that are in common. The, it's pretty much the only thing, if we had to point a finger at it, what, what is causing us major issues? difference what is the major difference what is making us lose sleep at night it's the polymono thing that's it of course it is it's of the course it's it is. literally the only thing well, that's a big that's not you say the only thing i know it is a big thing do you but, guys think that you're in the honeymoon phase no no the honeymoon Y'all phase is march so so let me tell you this our honeymoon phase was um when we went to alaska to go see my family 
And uh, so he met my family and we had uh, this beautiful trip where we just like went all through. We did uh, fishing. We did like we saw the glaciers. We went on a cruise. We panned for gold. That sounds awesome. And and we did all these things and we did it together. And it was just super romantic. We went to ATVing and everything. That sounds amazing. It was super romantic. And it was totally random because my mom was like... Oh yeah, invite him too. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um that was basically our our honeymoon as close as, as we'll we ever get to. And we did a tie. Oh, and we there's a dungeon in Alaska, so we did some ties and and that was really cool. We actually did a tie. I'll I'll give you one better. We did a tie in between two trees. Oh yeah. With a Is tie with like a, short for tie fighter. No, like No, no, like we a we do rope bondage. Tie, like rope bondage. Oh. And so we did a suspension between two trees. That we found in nature on the side of the 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 highway. Wow. And we took a picture. Yeah. And like, that's just like, we were looking for it for hours, for days. We were like, what? I went to Alaska with that expectation, actually. Yes. We bought, we brought rope with us. We brought, uh, you know, the carabiners and everything. Flagged by the TSA, but. Oh, yes, it did. Uh, They searched. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it told us, like, they put a little note in there. We've looked in your shit. And we didn't find anything bad, but just just so you know, we looked in your... We, we were in there. We were wow. up in there. So they were serious. Uh, but it was just so nice because we like f- had that mo- like that moment we had been searching for. Like, we're going to take this picture and we're going to, you know, have this moment that where I'm tied. And it was kind of hilarious, though, because there was like cars on the other side. Like, they were taking pictures of the mountains and like... Hundred feet away, here uh, I am, tied on the side of the road. Okay, I'm looking uh, at a picture of sushi being tied up. It lo- what looks like a pine tree. Yeah, just t- between two trees. Between it's spruce trees. Uh, spruce trees. Two spruce trees. Two, two spruce trees. And she is tied up. Let me say that. Yeah. She's she's up there floating. She's yeah. floating. <laughs> she looked like she's enjoying herself. Yes, it was, it was a good time. Uh, but that was that was like our magical like honeymoon moment like that we were able to have, and then we even did like a few stupid things like we went to the side so of a hill. Not the stupid thing. No, no, <laughs> st- the stupid thing was like when we went to uh, like a uh, big hill and we climbed it, and then he was like, you know, it'd be really cool if we like suspended a rock, and so he tied up a rock and was just hiding, uh, holding it over like the ocean's view, and it was just really ridiculous. Oh, that's cool. He's showing me a picture of him. Very Instagram. (laughs) Now tied around his neck and a rock at the other end. Him swinging around looking like a caveman and enjoying it thoroughly. Uh, But it's like it's moments like that where we can just go on adventures. And and he commented a lot, which is kind of important for this. uh, We commented a lot during it that he said this is probably the... uh, you know, the most monogamous we've ever been for a while because Kara wasn't there and Noelle wasn't there and it was pretty much just me and him. And I was like, yeah, and this is like really great. And he's like, I'm worried about how, you know, you're going to feel like when we go back home and, you know, these people are going to be there. And I'm like, well, I'm still going to love you and we still have each other and we can still have these moments whenever we need to. I don't need you to not be away from your partners. I just need to have, you know, this quality time every now and then. That's like the moments that we really share. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Actually yeah. a little bit taken by that. Oh, I am too. I cool. need a water. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me get your water. <laughs> I feel like we've impacted so much today. I feel very proud. 
So you guys would come back and and oh yeah, and re no, unpack some stuff. And yeah, this for is sure. Fun. Cool. Um, but we were talking about how I'm able to satisfy my monogamous needs with you. Sure. Oh yeah, we were talking about Alaska. Mm-hmm. And it was it's good time. What's, what's interesting is that you guys are new, so there is a lot of stuff you guys still obviously need to get right. through. Right. But um, it's also interesting that you guys have both committed um, to being together lifelong too after such a short time being together this isn't a judgment oh, we, literally pretty, talking no, aloud. We, no it's actually much more serious than that because we we formally met in february and then in march we decided to make it official and then by april we were ride or die yeah <laughs> it was quite serious from the get-go yeah and i pretty much had moved in in april like a month later <laughs> that's fast yeah. yeah, no, like we're aware, <laughs> which is why he met my family uh, less than six months in. Yeah. And I never, never showed any of my other partners to my family. Yeah. It was a very it was big deal. Kind of ridiculous. So she likes you is what she's trying to say. She, uh, Does she like so you? I got the she big feels. has terrible taste in men. Let's start there. <laughs> um, And I have fed her the Kool-Aid. So Dude, once you get the Kool-Aid, it's all it. That's all it is. She is drink, you drink, drink. You guys seem like good people. I mean, Where you, you are a terrible judge of character. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible judge. Yeah, I he's, did. He's he's just being a good butt. Who? Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's 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 really it's a very individualized experience. Um, really across the board for all these things. So like we've never re- we haven't really touched on what mine and Sushi's relationship is mm-hmm. like formally. Okay, What's so oh uh, we have a daddy baby girl relationship, mm-hmm. which is actually the kind of relationship that I had with my fiance, but I'd never negotiated that relationship. Uh-huh. You mean you never even said that term to her? That's what you mean by that. With who? With with your fiance? With Beyonce? No, so no, it wasn't so, that. So we actually with Beyonce. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Were you guys drunk in love? Yeah, no, we were actually. Just I mean, there was junk. it was a little little there was a little Bay and Jay Z, but it was mostly the uh, the elevator fiasco. Um, do you remember what happened? Oh, Tangent. that's right. He punched somebody. No, no, his her sister fucking went off on him for no reason. Oh, and there was some suspicion. Yeah, there that's was, right. Basically, he fucked Becky with the good hair. That's right, the, Becky yeah. with the good hair. Hey, man, this is a throwback. What? Yeah. You know, what? I've never seen Lemonade and Lemonade full. is live. I need bitch. to see it. Lemonade I've seen only just live. a few. You don't even know. I want to see it. Yeah, we need to live stream fucking Lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> Seriously, though. Seriously. But anyways, so. So what I'm it, laughing over there. It was real I, I will She's keep laughing. laughing. He's just bumping all the bottles, and I'm, I'm just, just like, oh my God. I'm just having a panic attack. Anyways, let me just wave my hand and just grab it. Not surviving this podcast. I'm not surviving. Anyways, so we. um, Our we, relationship. Yeah, so. um, Get back to our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, finally. Gosh, it's yeah. like I'm Jesus. the last yeah, note. Three forever. hours later. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are, you you're, You said daddy, what, what would you call baby it? Baby girl. girl. Yeah, so we have a daddy baby girl dynamic. And it's and a little so, bit more complicated than that because there's definitely levels to that relationship. Sure. And so. Um, All right, hit me. So basically, like top down, we have, um, we have more of a partnership in the traditional sense. 
Um, because in BDSM, we often hear things like master-slave, dominant-submissive, or dom-submissive, and that usually uh, describes a power exchange where a submissive person will offer um, some level of authority to the person, uh, uh, the dominant, essentially, and so the do- that's why the dominant has more power or authority over the slave or submissive. But in our relationship, we see each other more as equals in our partnership, um, which is something that's actually not common for a lot of his partnerships. Um, so that, that part is unique. But in terms of like a BDSM dynamic, we're equal. And so he doesn't necessarily tell me what to do in, any, at any time. Uh, we usually discuss things uh, like what do we want to do? What would we like to do? Um, I do it's very, to, very I do balanced. To, I do tend to have a veto authority. But he does have veto authority. So he does. So what that means is, is there, there are specific things that uh, would maybe be helpful for me. Uh, so maybe... Um, what would be an example of something? That- so, what is the da- What is that dynamic? Then, what's the daddy? So, babe, basically, um, why do you call it that? Um, I guess- it has to do with energy, and so for me, um, throughout throughout my life, I'm like a go getter. I'm productive. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to plan for it. I'm like very. I guess organized, proactive, sure, proactive and organized is is a good way to describe it. And so, when it comes down to spaces where I can feel comfortable and happy in being like a not so forced space, because it feels forced sometimes to have to always be in control, and it's kind of silly being a high school teacher and being like, "Oh man, I'm the adult. Let me go get the kids out of the classroom for the fire drill." Like, I think things like that all the time. Yep. And so I need to have a space where I can be, you know, myself. I'm not necessarily a little. And so this goes into kink and BDSM culture. But little is someone who likes to do age regression and might wear, you know, onesies and diapers and things like that. I don't do that. I'm not I'm not like a literal baby. That's okay, not so what, what it is. What is it exactly? Then? And I'm I identify more as a middle. So I'm. There are times where I like to be playful and not necessarily childlike. I don't do coloring books or anything like that. She just wants preferential but, behavior. But I There's just a slight youth. I just you, have I just, just have a slight youthfulness. I don't no, like is that just not your personality. Bratty. It's just not my personality. Like every day of my asshole. life, I'm pretty much like, oh man. Like even today when I was talking about how I went to the tax office twice, I was like, man, I was really adulting well today. Like that's just how I feel. I don't feel like an adult. I don't feel like someone that has the authority to be an adult like that's just not me though you're a teacher though i'm a teacher and adult you're creating fucking authority for tomorrow right it's it's silly and and i know that like it doesn't make a lot of sense but that's just me what does it mean to you like in a relationship like what does it mean to you what does it mean to me so like why do we name it this? so, so for me I was not really comfortable with the labels that we put on this relationship in the beginning because I was like, Daddy, I would never call you Daddy. That's so weird. And it wasn't until I like... I called it from day one. So this, is it his, Is it your idea? It, no. it was... No, no. So he kind of felt it out and was like, I can kind of see where this relationship is going and I consent to it and we negotiated and everything like that. But I had never experienced a daddy-baby-girl relationship. So what that kind of looks like is... For me, I'm more of 
like a youthful, playful kind of energy. Bratty he's asshole. more he calls it a bratty asshole, but I'm not bratty. I didn't not negotiate to that, by the way. Like I, know. I didn't not consent to that. I know. And then he's more of um a daddy energy, which is more of like a warm, um, supportive um, this just sounds somewhat like names tactile. for your already personalities. It's like you're yes, already exactly. kind of young and you're already... Which is what makes it a great fit for us, right? Why now, name it? Um, because well, it has it has to do with the so, common lexicon so, so, to be able to describe it to so, other people, to okay. negotiate properly also, back to that. Okay. So also, I don't have that relationship with everyone. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no. So making it distinct. There is a delineation. Right. So for instance, which you need to, to have an So I don't have... For yeah. his slave, he is not a daddy to his not slave. Not at all. I understand. It is a very so different need dynamic. To make it do you, distinct do you see where the nuance is? Exactly. I understand, yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so before, I get why you need Energy it. Yeah. compatibility. So like, okay. so let's say for instance, that. so like to, you know, to use, you know, I guess colloquial examples. Um, You're not a reader. Are you sure? No. You, have you read He's a book? He's just gifted. He's just gifted. Have you read? I've had one book in my life. It was Rats Saw God. Do you read news stories? By Rob or? Thomas. He he listens to a lot of podcasts, though. So do I. <laughs> but anyways, have you have you watched the new T.I. fucking podcast? T.I. is a podcast? Fuck yes, he does. T.I. You goddamn better believe oh, it. Oh, is that the one with the lady that, like, just is something's wrong? No, I he think had fucking Cardi B on it. I think a show on, on Netflix now. No, like he had Cardi battles. B on it. It was pretty good. No, no, yeah. There's, there's, he has a show on Netflix. No, but Ti has a podcast. It's but called, he has a show on Netflix. Have you seen it? It's like rap battles. But also the podcast. No, but po- the podcast. He had, he had fucking Cardi B talking politics. Cardi B does not know in politics. history. Wasn't but it history? for real though, she fucking did an interview with fucking great. Uh, Bernie Sanders. So shut your yeah. fucking mouth. Cardi B don't know anything about politics. She could just support. Bernie I'm just telling Watch you. It. She okay. First of all, she sound. She <laughs> may like sound like. She may sound like with. Uh, she has. She has the uh, elocution of Rosie Perez. <laughs> I love Cardi B for one. I do too. So you know. No, we are doing. We are saying I think this. I have. I think I she's have, better than Nikki. I have clapped my ass on more than one occasion. I literally to Cardi was B. only listening to Cardi B today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love Cardi. I think she's a better Nikki. I was on the Nikki train even when Cardi came out, and then so let me explain Cardi something to you. Let me, let, no, let me explain something to you first so of all. Let me explain that. something to both of y'all. Right. He is. He understands. Like he has niche understandings of like every single topic history <laughs> sports kink books movies hip-hop and rap anything so nerd, and he will give like you a me. thing okay. so now he's about to go off cardi don't know Just politics watch. that's my that's why okay so <laughs> i'm gonna explain, I'm gonna explain something mind. to you okay. explain, something explain, to you explain to me cardi b in politics okay. no, no 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 well let's take a, f- uh, a big step back number one okay Nicki minaj is the queen day one bad bitch and i'm gonna explain she this to was you. okay stop she was okay I can't first stop. of all she first was. of all first of all it was lil kim and before her it was missy elliott yes. okay agreed so recognize the all truth dethroned. of the game all dethroned okay they were not dethroned no missy elliott was okay. not they, dethroned. They, they were they were te- they were eclipsed by youth yes tomato tomato no, no, it's not no, the same totally thing. Different. Okay, first of all, Missy Elliott, did you see that bitch on fucking M- M- on the VMAs? Yes. What, you mean like recently? Yes. What is she like? Eighty? No. Yeah, but she slapped ass. Did she? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Cheeks were slapped. Really? 
We will we will stop sure this goddamn still, recording I'm right still, now. I'm still, she's, I'm, and you are about to shit your pants. I'm still she's still going. I'm a, you I'm are not gonna doubting. you are gonna fill up your skinny but jeans. Cardi, son. Cardi, Cardi blows them all out of the water. Okay, honestly. first of all, Cardi has she has bars. Yes, she she's has intensity. bars. She's she doesn't have the, well. That's that's a that, that's a reach. Okay, she, as someone who loves Cardi B and also Bad Baby, let you, me tell you, you, you something. You gotta be honest. Bahad Bahabi. Oh, I love okay, her. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, no, I'm on the okay, I'm on Cardi the bad B, baby Cardi chain. B, Cardi B has bars, okay, but Nikki started it. Nikki, yeah. Okay, so so Cardi B's you career have to give props was built. Where it's due. Yeah, Cardi I'm not B's taking credit yeah, away from yeah, Nikki. But Cardi in, Cardi B's career was built on the back of Nicki Minaj's work. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. She's her own entity. She is. She, she is. See, Nikki has this one syncopation she does with that. Yeah, that's pretty much. She it. does the same syncopation. Right, Cardi right, can. Right. And then the, oh, are you yeah. familiar? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But are you familiar with KRS-One? Uh huh. Okay. So as as a hip hop historian, as I tend to be, <laughs> I'm telling you, as an armchair hip hop historian, no, I'm, I'm telling. I'm just kidding. No. Anyway, hit fuck. Me. Fuck with me, bro. <laughs> no, I'm here to get educated. Right, so, Any right. topic, I swear. All right, so, so I, I, I happen to enjoy one hip and or. Okay, hop. here, let me ask it this way: in a rap battle, you're going to pick Cardi. No, no, are are Tons we? Tons a million. Are, are we using? No, the see, pen? are we? Hold are on, we? Pause. Are we talking no, 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 freestyle? No, are, are they pending? Are they freestyling? The dome. dome. I think both of them would fail miserably. Mm-hmm. Of course they would. But I mean, so no, 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 no. In a in an objective rap battle scenario, when neither one of them could use a pen, has any prepared lines? No, no but prepared they can, lines. They can prepare lines. Just, I would say no, no, they would be fifty freestyle. fifty. Okay, okay. Okay. I am. I'm a purist. Okay? He's a purist. Immortal Technique is the greatest like freestyle rapper of all time. You've never, of, you've never heard of You've never heard of Was him. that the one that you showed me with the YouTube video Eminem? where he did Way it for like three Eminem. hours? Way better than Eminem. Okay, Immortal Technique is a Puerto Rican fucking politically active, intellectual, thoughtful rapper from the Bronx. Okay. Yeah. He's been around since nineteen ninety five. Okay. The guy Ooh, is a born. fucking brilliant God. I know. The guy is a brilliant <laughs> no, I'm not I mean, saying he's not brilliant, but he's been you're relevant. Saying, you're saying goat though. No, he's he is arguably the goat. Now I would argue my favorite rapper. He's not my favorite rapper. My favorite rapper is a man by the name of MF Doom, Metal Face, Ru- Metal Face Doom, the Mad Villain. Mm. Okay, Victor Vaughn. Call him whatever you want to. Never heard of that guy. He is he is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. So my favorite, you know, I don't know if I have any favorite. I'd say like my favorites are, I'd say Kanye, Eminem. Mine are a little mainstream. Yeah. I'd say Kanye, Eminem. No, he's deep in this. He, he okay. I'd say Kanye, and this is talent level. Sure. By the way, this is how I'm rating it. Period. Okay, I'm listening. I think Eminem's the greatest of all time. I've never heard a rapper like that. Okay. Ever. So say, you're rating him based on uniqueness, sure. talent. I'd say almost okay. flat out talent. So, so you know and what's you, funny? Yeah, uniqueness too. You know what's funny? What? Ta- like so, Chris D'Elia broke down fucking Eminem style. Yeah. It, as a comedy bit, dude. But Eminem, it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. What I'm getting at, okay. What I'm getting at is that Eminem is great. Okay, like he is, he is everything he is claimed to be, but he is not the greatest rapper of all time. The greatest, greatest rapper, rapper, no, the great, no. He is the most successful. Being the most successful is not the greatest. That's not how I'm rating it either. Okay, I have, I have scoured the MF Doom. 
Okay, so do you want to know what my three, top three are? Yeah. MF Doom. Okay. Most Def and Talib Kweli as the Black Star Movement. Okay. And Andre 3000. Andre 3000. You are deep in this, in the hip hop. Yes. Okay, word. Don't don't let the lights give fool you, son. <laughs> He's not Okay, that let light, me ask you the, the same question then. <laughs> sure. Rap battle freestyle. Can anybody be Eminem? Yes. Have you actually watched Eminem freestyle? Yes. It's honestly it doesn't seem real. Immortal technique is better. Hey, man. Okay, okay. May, I, I, you know what? But I don't know who he is, so I can't say. All right, let's pause this motherfucker and I'm about to we educate about you on to immortal educate. technique. All right, good good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let me just let me just let you in on what's what's gone on in the last forever. Between now and the last audio clip you've heard, we had an intense battle that I have without a doubt won. I mean, it's just hands down both of these people con- both of these both of these wonderful humans have conceded that I understand rap Incorrect. on an in-depth other worldly level. Not even close. Okay, so here's... here's he a liar. Here's the one five-second recap of how I won this argument. So I said Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time. Also not true. Which is a fact. Which is a fact. It's not my opinion. <laughs> I'm just stating facts <laughs> not for true. your information. And my friend here has uh, come back with... Several bubbles. Top five was... <laughs> Let's go with top MF, two. Okay, MF Doom. MF Doom. Uh, most deaf and Talib Kweli is a black star movement. Okay, go, go, you can go, you can go ahead and go all five. Uh, n- number three <laughs> is Andre 3000. Who's number four? Number four is a tie between Black Thought of the Roots, which is Tariq, and uh, Eminem. And number five is Young Wheezy Baby. We literally Lonely. just tit and tatted YouTube videos of freestyle of our of our preferred <laughs> rapper and uh I would say that we both come to a common, you know, understanding that we're going to agree to disagree that I'm right and he's wrong. You are right that I am. Because right. strong opinions prevail. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had to stop the podcast just to hash that out. And now that we have hashed out It was that, heated. It was heated. It was heated. Real chippy. It was heated. Yeah. But we've uh, we've solved it and we've now decided to Return uh, to our uh return original to our subject. drinking and carrying on. Yeah, so we've had we've had uh had some fun today. Uh, you guys, you know what's incredible is that mm, you guys have cleaned out most of my questions without me asking it. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. yep. How often do you guys get asked about this? Candidly. Often. Okay, here's my here's my real question. How- because all the ones prior to this were fake. <laughs> that's actually that's actually where I wanted to go. When somebody <laughs> when somebody how can somebody What's the wrong way to approach you guys about understanding you? There isn't one. That that is what I wanted to hear. Cuz I feel yeah. like some people may get offended at other people's ignorance even though it's kind of innocent. It's they part just of the course. Don't understand. So, you know, in the same way like so I see it so I'm a golfer. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so there was once a time where I knew fuck all about golf. I don't understand if that means you knew a lot or a little. I knew absolutely nothing. nothing. Okay. I knew nothing about golf. Because <laughs> so I feel I, like, okay. Yeah. So there was once a time I'll that translate. I, did, I didn't okay. understand. Please, a bonic yeah, yeah. or not a bonic. Whatever. 
Urban Dictionary. Yeah. 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 So you. there was once a Rev time dictionary. where I, did, <laughs> I didn't understand golf. Right. I was, uh, there was once a point when I had um, no interest in golf. I thought it was stupid. I thought that it was a shitty fucking <laughs> such a sport. Right you know, it was stupid. I thought it was stupid. It was a shitty spectator sport and I didn't understand it and I didn't stand, you know, I I was like, why the fuck do people watch this stupid I think that about sport? soccer. I will say that. I love soccer. Everybody hates me for saying that. Yeah, no, I love soccer. But that being said, you know, it's more of a, like a regional thing, but whatever. And you thought that until? Until I was exposed to it. So there's a little. Real world experiences. Yeah, uh, so there was there. I, I dated this girl. And she was very much an avid golfer. And as part of our relationship, she said, hey, would you like to, she didn't demand it, but she said, hey, would you like to go golfing with me? And I said, sure. Wouldn't hurt anything. So I went golfing with her one day. She paid for the whole experience and she said, here, I go fucking golf clubs and, you know, here's a fucking golf cart and we're gonna go have uh, a day of golfing we played like and after that experience it's fucking hooked after that experience i bought a skirt i bought a i bought, I bought a, a golf, kilt i i bought a, a set of golf clubs after that experience right right so once you've experienced it you know that's exposure really, is everything. Exposure I mean, it changes, is pivotal. It changes your perspective. It exactly. changes how you react to things. I mean, it's why a lot of people in in like cities end up being liberal, and why people who are you know in small towns tend to be more conservative. It's about right. exposure to people. Right. The more people you interact with, the more empathy and sympathy you can have for other people's struggles. Yeah. So if you're from a town, Do you say that conservatives don't have empathy. No. No. They don't no. have exposure. It's exposure. So, like, usually, not always, but usually... Not to get political right now. Let's get political. <laughs> so, usually, people that have no exposure to those who are outside of their demographic, whatever that is, tend to have a limited amount of empathy. To no fault of their own. I mean, to it's no just, fault of their if own. you don't understand that something exists, it's hard to be able to... Consider sympathize. sympathize or consider its real world effects on you know certain people sure. or whatever experience is happening. Sure, is that always true? I think that's usually true. You think that people can't still understand humans as humans, even though they haven't been exposed to all humans. I think there's a possibility of of universal empathy. You think that because we who, believe in universal good, right? So, you, so we believe that like people in general want to be good. Yes. And people want, in general. Yeah. Everybody. That's that's what we, Rev and I share. We believe that people generally want to be good. And I would definitely concur. Yeah. And so we, we would like to, you know, look toward the light and be like, people want to know, people want to do the right thing. Um, you know, what would be best for everyone and understand and be thoughtful and want to also see other people in that same way who, you know, they see other people as being good and that good will prevail. The thesis behind this podcast. Sure. But it's, it's usually not until exposure that you you consider, you still have to, people will be hesitant. People will be hesitant to things that are different because they don't understand it yet. 
as a first reaction. But hesitant in is not the same as hostile. No, but no, okay. we, we weren't so, talking about those. So let me, the difference between those so, two. I'm um, not to get too political right now, but I am a card carrying member of the Yang Gang. You're an Andrew Yang fan. Absolutely. Yang gang. Word. Yang Gang train. And so, um, he was on. Andrew, the I haven't yet met a Yang fan. Yang. See, fan that yet. could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, I couldn't argue politics. Like yeah, that. no, yeah, no, he's no, an economist. No, we're not no, arguing. No, he's way so, past my putting the word so, out. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I'm all over the fucking, I'm all over the place. That's why you recognized. That's funny. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that being said, so his, his argument, you know, they, they, they asked him at the, I think it was the third or fourth debate. Hey, so, you know, what's an un, you know, an unexpected relationship that you would Mm -hmm. uh, say you have built over and he talked life. about the conservative truck driver that yeah. he was he spent time with. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to pay a thousand dollars. No, 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 he no, wasn't no, trying no, to no. pay. No, it was just a random person that he, he spent like no, no, eleven I mean, hours I mean, yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, his, right, right. his platform is about UBI, but yeah, definitely. he's when asked about a a relationship that he would have, most like the the, the structure of the relation uh, of the question to most of them was like, Hey, do you have a relationship with a person across the aisle? In politics, that you know, we're saying would the truckers who are normally by. red were like totally on board with getting a thousand yeah. bucks a month. Well, it's it, no, it's it not wasn't that just they, that no, they were on they were on board with his ideals in general. So Andrew Yang was able to get a Trump voter, okay, Andrew Yang, potential Democratic candidate, for the presidency, was able yeah. to get a. Tr- a hard red, what we would consider cons- like traditionally a Republican voter is like, you know, um, middle America truck driver to say, I am open to voting for you because I have listened to your story. I have, I have acknowledged your experience and it has value in. Well, yeah, he's speaking literally directly to truck drivers. Right. Well, saying they're going to be obsolete in ten years or whatever. Yeah, no, he is. Du- he's, no, he's speaking, speaking directly to them. to them. Oh, so of course with he's going to convert that about guy. Like, their oh, fears. No, no, but he's not necessarily going to. Well, if you're like, I'm because here for you, are, truck drivers. Not, he's none of like, us. Word. No, n- not one of us is a single issue voter. Yeah, we are. Uh, no, we're not. Yeah. No, truck drivers are. No, we're not. No, if you don't think that that resonated with him because no, of the no, truck it resonated, but not so. He still has other things to consider. So you forget that we are in the Bible Belt. Yes, you live in Denton. It's a bubble. But definitely the Bible Belt, though. Yeah, Yeah, but Denton is a bubble in the Bible Belt. Yes, right. The closest other bubble is Austin. Dallas. Dallas is blue. Dallas is Dallas is voted for Beto. Dallas is purple. Yeah, but Dallas Dallas is blue. Dallas is purple at best. You can look on a map; it is blue. Listen to me. All, in fact, all urban areas in Dallas, in Texas are blue. Listen to me. Maybe, yeah. Okay. I'd say they're all. Blue. It is yeah. purple at best. Okay. But that being said, the closest hard blue area, realistically, hardest blue is at definitely Austin. Austin is for Austin. sure. For okay. sure. So Freaking that weirdos. being said, <laughs> again, gerrymandering notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gerrymandering notwithstanding. But that being said, you have. These spaces that are, you know, population dense, that have these perspectives, but 
you know, he, even though he's put in his UBI and he's given, literally he's giving a thousand dollars because he's like, let's do a trial run. Right. You know, at no point has he said, have to vote for me. And actually the people that he's given the UBI to have said, we have considered voting for him. Well, yeah, because they're getting no, that's not, not allowed. It's not allowed. So listen, listen to what he's actually saying. He said, "This is an experimental thing." And is under no obligation. In the for you same to way vote. that before, well, we well, I don't talk- understand what you're, no, what you're getting at. Remember when we were talking about like, uh, like, yeah, I know he's going like, right way no, off hold topic. On, hold on, now, what, what, what no, are you getting? No, listen, that? remember when we were talking about like. You didn't understand the concept so much of asexuality. Or how somebody could do a sexual act and be asexual. Correct. Right. Like watch, read porn and not enjoy sex. Sure. Right. Well, they enjoy sex, but they don't necessarily feel compelled to engage in it. Sure. So now, think about this for a second. He has said, you are under no obligation to vote for me. Uh, No. No one's any under an obligation yeah. to vote for anyone, right? Okay. But I could give you a thousand dollars a month. Doesn't vote. Yeah. But I could give you a thousand dollars a month, and you didn't have to vote for. Me. Yeah, but it's pretty good incentive to vote for you. Not really. Yeah, it is because, thou- because who else is paying you a thousand bucks a month? Listen, they're under no obligation. True, but they're under him. an incentive. Yeah, it's not an obligation. no, but they're no, they're it's not, not an incentive because even if literally incentivized, no, because if they don't vote for him, they won't get he's still going to give them a thousand dollars. No, no, it would still be that. If he wins, I mean, if, yeah, if he wins. Even if he loses, he's still giving them a thousand dollars. No, I like Yang. I mean, I think he's a very smart guy. I like the, the fact that he's from tech. That's interesting to me. But he is. I like the fact that he doesn't wear a tie. <laughs> he doesn't? <laughs> no, he doesn't wear he a doesn't tie. He doesn't wear a tie. Uh, okay. He I pops it a little. <laughs> I like he, Yang. He has he's, the thick neck fucking he's, power he, move. On, on the Democratic debate stage, I, I'm like, you know, he's. He just seems very straightforward. You know, he's not trying to play some sort of, but like. He's end. being transparent. But so I, 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 I do feel like $1,000 is a little bit of a tactic, but it comes off. No, because as, UBI has been pushed by fucking MLK. UBI has been pushed by everybody on that stage too. No, not until he brought it up. Yeah, not until he brought it up because Bernie's, people know that it's an important issue. Bernie Bernie's never been, brought it up. No, Bernie, no, no, sir. Bernie brought up. He's watched every single jobs debate, guarantee. Yeah. Which is not the same thing. Okay. The only person that brought up a UBI specifically as a base for their platform mm. is Andrew. Mm. So you're about that, all about that socialism. I am a socialist. But of course you are. If you're a Yang supporter, of course you are. Yeah. No. No, you don't incorrect. have to be. Incorrect. Because a lot of libertarians no, be, actually support no, 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 because And because there's more automation and all that. Automation. Like, the fact of the matter is, like, nobody... If it wasn't for Andrew Yang talking about this at this point in in our debate phase, would be talking about automation. <laughs> Here's the thing: is that people thought this when photography came out. Right. People were like, "They're going to put us painters out of business. What are we going to do?" The thing is, there's still plenty of painters around making tons of money. Not true. Mm. True. True. No, I mean, no, it's no, not no, the no, same. no, no, no. It's not the same thing, though. Okay, I mean, but everybody thinks that, like when no, some new no. technology. No, I'm going to explain around, something to you. There's always, first that. of all, it's are you? Do you know anybody that works at Amazon? 
Are you about to go on an automation tangent? Yes. Okay. I, I, I know the automation tangent. I'm not saying automation isn't coming. I'm just saying, is it really going to displace how many, what do you say, 10 million Americans? Well, I mean, even in when 10 you think years? It, okay, no, I no, mean, no. Quite a proclamation. No, 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 no. It's, it doesn't matter whether it's 10 years or 15 years. The fact of the matter is, like, this is a fact. Self-driving cars exist. Yes or no? Yes. They're okay. on the road now. Okay. So, self-driving cars exist. What is stopping a capital efficiency system Okay. If you owned a a truck driving business, okay, like a, a like a like a why, why would you risk would, it with human error? Of course, I would do it if, if the technology without a th- without even a consideration. The people, yeah, yes, you would have you would have a person in the cab, yes, that you'd probably pay minimal. Just like wage. I would replace a factory worker with a machine. If sure, I could, if sure, it was more absolutely, yeah. like robot arm versus fucking real person robot arm. Ten out of ten times, right? Sure. Because capital efficiency is important. I have thoroughly enjoyed this polyamory turn Andrew Yang discussion. <laughs> Every chance I get, I turn it into an Andrew Yang discussion. Anyway, we are so digressing, aren't I know. we? Aren't I was we? telling you, we can talk for a long time. You guys can talk for a long time. So can I. <laughs> you have met your match. I, I really have. And I'm happy. I'm happy to have. Good. If you have made it, you know, it's funny. I said this in my last one. If anybody's made it this far, t- email me at someonepodcast at gmail.com and I will send you a t-shirt. I've actually had, I actually had two people say that last time. Oh, nice. They're like, I want my t-shirt. And I was like, dang, I guess I'm going to make a t-shirt. Now. <laughs> and I did. That's so. awesome. Seriously. You know, what's funny is that I had my last, last guest because I, I posted a, um, a social media post like I'm interviewing polyamorous with some questions sure. I could I wonder if I should ask their questions. Hey, let's do Hey, that. let's do a I cross do, reference. I, do, I really do have some listener questions for I I definitely forgot. Let's see. Let's Look at you that. fucking up. I know. That's how I roll though. <laughs> Living your okay. Life. I feel like we've answered this one, but maybe so Ashley asks How do you feel loyal to your significant others if you're with someone else at the same time? I think I could answer that. Okay. So Ashley wants to know. Okay. So um, loyalty is subjective. Is it? It is. Is it? It is. Okay. All right. Um, So loyalty is subjective in that loyalty is related to an arrangement or an agreement that you have with the person. But loyalty is also largely understood as one singular thing, which is don't freaking cheat. Yeah, but I'm not cheating if I tell you that I'm potentially having sex with other people question answered right yeah i mean it's only cheating if you sub like the expectation if all parties are consenting that is loyalty yeah because exactly you defined what loyalty is at that point exactly okay that's home run okay <laughs> okay second okay if 71 percent, this feels high to me i don't know no, if she's getting it. her stat if 71 percent of the population right now can't make it work she means marriage if 71% of the population right now can't make it work with two, then how can they make it work? Miss Sharon wants to know that. All right, Sharon, how's it going? She said, what good? So, what good, fam? <laughs> so, Sharon, so here's the deal. Actually, I think it's easier. I'm of the belief that it's easier to make it work with three than with, with just two. And the reason for that Do is tell. because... It's a little biased, but okay. I am biased. Uh, the reason I believe that is Bias because... Bias isn't bad at all. 
if you and your partner, let's call him Chuck, okay, if Sharon and Chuck have needs that are outside of Sharon and Chuck's capacity, right, then why is it, you know, and they agree to look outside of that relationship for those needs. I think what she's saying is it's it's already hard enough to keep one person happy. How can you possibly expect to keep two people So happy? it's funny that you say that. So I actually have my best friend. I call him Sass. We have so many names I'm never going to remember. So his name is Sass. Sass? S-A-S-S? Yeah. yeah. So it's well, short sassy. for Sasquatch of the South. <laughs> not sassy. Sass of, Sasquatch of the South. Word. Uh, he is a six foot two, 400, 350-pound monstrous man. Wow, I'm six one. He's a, he's a big dude. That. That's what he's saying. Uh, he's wow. a big boy. He's a honker. He sounds like a honker. <laughs> he's a wide boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Anyway, so he has a wife he loves. His wife has a girlfriend she cares about. Okay. And he has a sub slash partner that he cares about. Okay. Now, the argument could be made, though, why couldn't they find happiness just within the two of them? Uh-huh. But they themselves have very different needs that they have both admitted to themselves. You're just saying, like, other. one person can't fulfill all needs. No, they, they both have said, you and I cannot fulfill each other's needs. Okay. I'm listening. No, go for it. So, yeah, but... There's always going to be points at which you're dissatisfied in a relationship. That doesn't necessarily mean it's like the fault of the other. Like no, no, he's no, not. He's not saying no it's point, the fault. So, so at no point have I told her that my lack of satisfaction is her fault. Have I ever said that? You have not said that. That was a long pause. Do you think that he thinks that? No, I don't think he thinks that. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add on that? Just that um, there are times that I feel that way because his need for energy sometimes feels like it trumps, you know, whatever experience we have because the need for energy is like, bigger and sometimes more important than what we can share. That's that's the only thing. Are you okay with that? For the most part, yeah, but it is something that like can cause issues. So But we do talk it out. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys' vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel Absolutely. like I have personally benefited from that. Sure. And anybody else of the if you notice there's really not much stuff that's off the fucking table it's it's honestly great and that's what i love so much about the podcast everybody's so refreshingly authentic. i mean we never even talked about fucking in a pile just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding Why, where can i get on? <laughs> you never fucked in a pile before i have not i have not actually in a pile of leaves. <laughs> Give it time. Gross. I've also done it that. It was not gross. Don't judge. Right. <laughs> Don't kink shame. She asked me not to judge, and then yeah. she's judging me from a pile of leaves fetish. Yeah. No, that's a joke. Yeah. Oh, that no. can be arranged. <laughs> I believe you. 
<laughs> the look in your eye told me I definitely should believe. I you. definitely know people who know people. I know, <laughs> I know things that would 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 frighten and arouse you. Oh man, and we never frighten even, and arouse. We never even talked about stuff from the dungeon. We have so much left no, to talk about. That's a whole different conversation. I know. That's what I'm saying, guys. It has been so wonderful and so enlightening to talk to both of you. And I mean that very deeply and very sincerely. Nice. It has been wonderful to talk to both of you. I feel, <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot that we could take away. So you guys have a podcast. Let's, let's, let's direct people. Where, where can they find you? If they the want e- to the talk e- to you, they want to understand you. The kink report. So the, the pink- easiest way to find it is two different locations. So you can look up the kink report on Spotify.com. Or you can look up our website, which is actually thekinkhub.com. And there's a section on there called The Kink Report uh, where it has uh, information about where to find the podcast. But on the thekinkhub.com, it has events of kinky events in the DFW area and uh, where you can find um, uh, vetted events in public where, where you can you know do BDSM stuff uh, in a safe place. That's has vetted people and everything. It's good. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add to that? Um, no, not really. I've, I, I think it's been, it's been really, it's been really fun to do this. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, That's why I'm here. It's yeah, nice t- to talk about it and kind of reflect yeah. on how far we've come. Cause we've only been together since like officially since March, but it's fun to like take a step back and be like, how we, how we doing? How, are we this working? Yeah, it's still working. Ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been so like what's funny is that we don't actually we so we're pretty critical of ourselves, she and I. Um we are a lot more critical than other people are, generally speaking. And not to be egotistical or anything. No, like no, not we to are be. the most. But we are pretty critical. Yeah. I cry mean, about once a day because I'm a at failure. Least. <laughs> at least. Yeah. I'll have yeah, because yeah, I have to deal with it. Word. <laughs> you have to deal with yeah. it. And so, um, but no, we, we deal with a lot of like proactive engagement. And so um it's it's a lot more work than it looks like from the outside. It seems like a lot of work. But it's more. It, it it's seems, more. That's what he's saying. It seems like a lot. But <laughs> if it weren't worth it, we wouldn't be here. There it is. There it is. Because and like we said, it would be a lot easier to break anybody up. Anybody in anybody's lifestyle <laughs> right yeah. there. If yeah. it wasn't worth it, we wouldn't be there. So, I mean, um, look, like literally not that long ago, we had a, uh, uh, we weren't arguing. We weren't fighting laid down. I was late. She was laying down and I was laying down with her and I said, look would probably be easier for us to not be together i said i know and i said i was like if it would probably be easier for us to break up right now i know and that was just a statement no there was no after there was nothing after that i was just like yep i know yeah that was just a <laughs> statement aware. of fact <laughs> and there was, nothing and changed we're gonna keep fighting that's all you can do <laughs> you know and, and that's what i told her i'm like it's you know but that's that that's the best part of it you're just going to keep fighting anyway yeah one of my favorite quotes is um what do you do when you can't keep going keep going you keep going that sounds very dory yeah just keep swimming 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Rev and Miss Sushi, you guys have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I think we're ready to wrap this puppy up. Let's go, any, buddy. Any last, any last comments before we just put uh, a cork, put a cork <laughs> and just say, till next time? Watch Letter Kenny. Watch what? Watch Letter, Letter Kenny. Kenny. Okay. That is our message. If you didn't listen to anything until this point, watch Letter Kenny. It's a show, and if it's great. If anybody made it this far, I want you to email me and say, I want a signed shirt, and I will have these two sign their names on a shirt. Fet names, if they but yes. literally Absolutely. their fet names on this shirt, <laughs> if they literally Absolutely. made it three and a half hours in. Holy which is, fuck balls. Which is my longest podcast by... Basically, this has only been hour. recorded four and a half hours, but we have, yeah. but we have yeah. That's not the downtime time. Time when we were talking shit. Yeah, about we also rap argued music. about Eminem. <laughs> I mean, they argued. I just told them the truth. <laughs> he was lying. <laughs> I don't lie. MF Doom is the greatest of all time, and that's the thesis of the podcast. Thank you so much. For listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out. You guys are awesome, both of you, Mister Rev and Miss Sushi. Mm-hmm.